0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required and MCU Retrospective. The show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and boy do we have a fun treat for you today. We are talking all about the teenage mutant ninja turtles we got your boy leonardo eduardo in the house we got rafael roberto over there uh we got uh we we got donatello sound lordello and we've got (laughs) the peaches angelo uh cowabunga that's the best we're gonna do guys uh
1: pizza time uh,
0: you guys ready to talk? Some we terms?
1: should have gotten pizza. We should have made this a pizza party. Why didn't oh, we yeah. do that? Because pizza is wildly overrated and not worth buying. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Any listener who we've surprisingly had a lot of listeners, not a lot, but a decent amount of listeners email in and tell us how much they agree with Robbie, which one, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And two, <laughs> did you hear he, that? <laughs> this man just said, that pizza is overrated. Yeah, pizza. It is. Yeah. it's just not really worth my time. I can eat other things. Okay. Well, <laughs> we had a good run, boys. It was it was fine while it lasted. Pizza but... was
2: the wedge issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel
3: like this is the one episode you're not allowed to take a shit on pizza.
1: No, but see, here's the thing:
3: uh, you should never be do
1: pizza. That. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's a terrible <laughs> topping. I said that specifically to make him uncomfortable. Come on.
1: The pizza the turtles eat does look way better than pizza really is. And I should probably figure out how to make that fake pizza that they eat with like the super melty yellow cheese. Oh, yeah. The animated pizza
2: on the cartoon looks mm-hmm. so good.
0: They also have a little bit of that in this movie that we're going to talk about a little, a little bit where uh, I think it's, is it Donatello stretches the cheese? Mm-hmm. Uh not as good as the cartoon, but still made me want pizza. Also, I didn't have pizza tonight, but I did have pizza in roll form. And I think, oh, while so... not pizza,
2: still pizza. You know, pizza it's, it's, rolls... a, it's certainly a cousin of pizza.
0: Yes.
3: I Okay, I know I know you're shitting on Robbie, but pizza rolls, in my opinion, are, are better than a lot of pizzas I've had.
2: And those must sure. have been some pretty bad pizzas. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're...
3: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slander or 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 even um um like talk crap about a specific pizza chain on this podcast so cuz I don't want to get in trouble so I'll make up a name of one uh, Papa John's I don't really like Papa John's pizza.
1: <laughs> well if that no was sponsorship, a company asshole
3: if that oh, was man, a company that existed so mad
2: right now <laughs> I would <laughs> I would be saying
3: I, I've never wanted to eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. We were going to have Bobby, three
0: garlic you butter for He denounced one pizza chain. You denounced all pizza. <laughs> what are you Get off your high horse getting mad at him.
3: Papa John's tastes like they put cheese on cardboard.
0: <laughs> Let end me of, tell you one thing. About end of I'm recipe. I would still eat probably cheese on cardboard because I like pizza. <laughs> Like Lunchables pizzas, those things, whether you tell me or not, are not very good. I will still gladly eat them.
3: Those are a staple, man. You can't... Lunchables pizza creation things, those are so good. The sauce specifically.
2: You remember the dessert ones where it was like chocolate icing and Mm M&M's? Yeah. uh, Angela and Danny were reminiscing about that over Christmas. I walked out in the room and they're like, oh, yeah. Remember the dessert pizza? I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. Okay." Okay, here's an important question. Pizza rolls... Or bagel bites.
2: Ooh, bagel bites. you not to burn yourself as easily. No, it's pizza rolls. It's you guys are bites. wrong. The pizza rolls are good. Don't get me wrong. I like pe- uh, bagel bites, but or excuse me, pizza rolls. But bagel bites. I pizza in the morning, pizza in pizza. the evening, pizza at pizza. supper time. I, I, you I listen. Pizza, pizza on a bagel. You get pizza, pizza
0: anytime. Time.
3: I I respect and appreciate what you just did, but <laughs> I I have a personal story. I used to walk to school for like three years straight. I walked to school and I I lived in Michigan. So I walked to school in the winter too. And to keep my hands warm and eat breakfast at the same time, what I did every morning was I would microwave uh, like six to eight pizza rolls and I'd put them in a little Ziploc baggie. And when I was ready to walk to school, I would take them with me and hold them in my hands and they keep my hands warm. And then I would eat the pizza rolls slowly on the walk. So I got breakfast and had warmth on my walk.
0: Well, you so you can eat pizza, pizza rolls
3: anytime, too.
0: You also had to eat them slowly, because as soon as you bit into them, it was a liquid hot magma that came out. And yes. so it, you had to intentionally eat them slowly yeah. so that you wouldn't scorch your entire mouth. When you You'd raise that, your hand in
2: your mouth and ever bite the corners off kind of in your mouth, yeah. and just kind going to let it cool down in your mouth before you bit into it? No, you, do the, you throw the whole thing in your mouth,
0: you bite a little bit, and then you go... <sighs>
2: uh-huh <laughs> listeners raise
0: your hand we
3: can't see you but we'll feel you and everyone on every host on this podcast raise your hand if you are uh over 25 years old and you still bite into a pizza roll knowing how hot it is every time
2: i, I haven't had a pizza roll in a long time but if i did i would definitely bite into it too soon oh crazy yes <laughs> i never learn um now I, if we're talking about pizza i'm from new jersey And that means I'm very particular about pizza and the local pizza joints. But I will say... That classic Hoboken pizza. Yeah, I was about to say that combining pizza and a
1: big just sounds like the way to get peak New York smarm. I mean, yeah, it kind of does, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm personally a fan of New York-style pizza. And, you know, back in my hometown, there's, like, the local pizza joint that's my favorite. And I haven't had in so long, and it makes me sad. Um, But there were, you know, even, even... even no, not dominoes, and I have a problem with them ordering dominoes when they live in New York City. I got mad when I saw that in the movie. I was like, No, if you live in New York City, you're not getting now. I Sabara. will say that every once in a while, even, even if the you only have only Jane explores the sewers, maybe that, I mean, if that's how they want to be known, <laughs> sure, <laughs> and they get there late, uh, <laughs> yeah, but. I will say that even even when I live in a town with with a great pizza joint, every once in a while you want garbage and you order Pizza Hut or you order Domino's because because it's kind of its own thing. Like sometimes you want a stuffed crust pizza, meat lovers from Pizza Hut or something. Not always, but every once in a while. But uh, let me ask: uh, New York style, Chicago style. How do we feel about that divide? Can this you, is the pizza episode now.
3: Can you excuse me from being a complete pleb and just? For the listeners, <laughs> describe the difference between those things.
2: New York style is your basic thin, thin crust, kind of kind of floppy, um, and a Chicago style is the deep dish.
1: Yeah, and it's specifically it's pie crust, and then they kind of mix the toppings with the cheese, and then ladle the tomato sauce on top of that.
2: So it's it's Ooh. almost like a big cheese pizza casserole. So. Yeah. So in my opinion, there is a whole rivalry between Chicago pizza and New York pizza. And for me, I prefer the New York style pizza. But sometimes you really want Chicago style because it's its own thing.
1: Yeah, I feel you like know? they're two different. Talking to New Yorkers about pizza is how I get them to understand where I'm coming from with chili.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a good good example. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a clip from The Daily Show of Jon Stewart going off on Chicago pizza and how it's not really pizza. And and you could certainly make the argument that it's not really pizza, because it is very, very different from from what we think of as a pizza. But, you know, New York-style pizza is different than the pizza they make in Italy, too. (laughs) Eduardo, what's your answer?
0: So, it's New York-style. I prefer New York-style pizza. But I will say, I one time had a three-hour layover in Chicago, and we definitely left security... Took an Uber to Lumanati's, which oh, is a yeah. like oh, good God. Chicago pizza place. Oh, so good. And we brought it with us through security, and the security guards were like, Yo, give us some of that because it looks so good. And it was <laughs> one of the best things I've ever had. And so, who knows? Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, if
2: you think of them as different things, it's like turkey burgers. Yes. Turkey burger is never going to be as good as a regular cheeseburger. But if you think of it as a separate entity, sometimes it's good.
0: That's what I think about American cheese, and Robbie hates that. I think American cheese is not even cheese; it's like well, a correct. sauce. Correct. Like it is only meant to be eaten at very hot temperatures, and the second it leaves that temperature, it shouldn't be eaten once again. Mm-hmm. But like today, I had a ham and cheese sandwich where I had Swiss cheese and American cheese, and the American cheese was like this fun <clears throat> cheese sauce, and then the Swiss was like the stringy, like pulley cheese, and it made. A perfect press sandwich. Thank you, Mom, for the sandwich press for Christmas.
2: Ah. Aw. Okay, so American cheese. As I, her
0: second recently adopted
3: son, I am also enamored by this.
1: American cheese is my favorite Goosebumps book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents used to live in South Carolina, and whenever we would go to visit them, we would go to this one Mexican restaurant, and they had the best queso. Loved it. So one day we asked them what kind of cheese is it? And they said, It's just American cheese. It's white American cheese. I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> but they apparently and apparently a lot of Mexican restaurants do this where they use white American cheese and jalapeno and milk or whatever mm-hmm. in their queso dip. And that it did not compute in my brain.
1: At least in that case,
2: it's not so really like cost better. effective.
0: Well, queso is not like truly Mexican.
2: True. I mean that's true. Well, I mean, there's like well, like queso fundido is like real, right?
0: Sure, but that's like a whole different thing because you're talking yeah, that's true. You're talking like meat in there, and there's usually like a bunch of other things. In there. Yeah, yeah, just liquid
2: cheese, I guess you're right is not. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not it's not the same flavor profile, yeah,
2: like hisito <laughs> is like more of a stretchy kind of right. dealy. yeah. Uh, it's all better than who was the politician that posted her queso that she made in the crock pot during the Super Bowl? I, I think. really um, bad.
0: You said politician posting something and I thought of the brisket guy. So I, I don't know because oh, people God. brought that no,
2: people brought that up after after this guy posted his brisket. They're yes. like, oh this is a no, Kelly like Queso. I almost want to say it was Kelly Leffler, but I might be wrong. I think I, it I, might I, I, have I, been Leffler. Yeah. That's I'm, gonna, why
3: Google, lost. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google politician brisket. No, no,
2: no, and was, and wait, I'm gonna wait, Google wait, politician queso. <laughs>
1: Wait, you saw the brisket, right, Peaches? Uh is is that oh,
3: the
1: is that the one where like the brisket family tradition?
3: No, I don't maybe I don't remember this.
2: <sighs> okay, it wasn't a politician, it was a Fox News host, it was Dana Perino. Okay. You can see why I got confused. But...
0: <laughs> Same thing. <laughs>
2: huh.
0: I guess it's time for us to start talking about the Ninja Turtles. I guess. So, so.
1: I mean, really, we have. We are the Ninja Turtles.
3: Anything we talk <laughs> about is. Ninja, not get earth. it off! Like the worst thing I've ever seen. That looked like an. It looks like burnt cornbread. <laughs> it looks like a football that was left in the sun. <laughs>
0: All right. So we're going to be talking all about the Ninja Turtles today, including we're going to go through the 1990 film, but we are talking about the Turtles in a very broad sense today. And we're going to broadly talk about a movie, but it's not going to be a movie focus. We're just going to talk about the Turtles in general. So they started off in a comic book. There were two guys, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. 1984, they had a house in Dover, New Hampshire, um, where they would write their comics. And they had a comic uh, name called Mirage Comics, but it was just out of their like house that they owned. They would do it in the like living room. I just watched a documentary on this thirty minutes ago, so I am And didn't tell me that it existed, so I didn't get to watch it yet. (laughs) And they were both they were trying to make comics and they kept getting rejection letters. And one night, after so many rejection letters, they were both like in really bad moods. And so one of the guys was like, You know what? I'm gonna cheer you up. I'm just gonna draw something stupid. And he drew a ninja turtle. (laughs) And he showed it to the other guy. And the other guy thought it was hilarious. So he's like, no, let me do one. And so he also drew a Ninja Turtle. And then the other guy was like, oh, so let's just write Ninja Turtles at the the top. And the other guy was like, what about if they were teenagers and mutant? And that's how you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and then the turtles. They just were just like messing around being stupid.
3: (laughs) Was this the toys that made us that you were watching? Yes. Yeah. My roommate just watched that.
0: They talked heavily about the creation of the turtles there and about just kind of like their timeline. Um, Yeah, they thought it was really funny, so they decided to do it. Inspired by the works of Frank Miller, they expanded the team to a group of four, each specializing in a different weapon and named after Renaissance artists. Originally, they all had um, red eye bands. They were all red. And then eventually when they signed their toy deal with Playmate. Um, Playmate was like, we need to differentiate these guys when they started doing the the uh, the cartoon, uh, and so they ended up giving them the different uh, the different things on their the the eye band things. Yeah. Nice. headbands never- are crazy.
1: <laughs> it's crazy how iconic their colors are. Like, you can just if you with so many people, you can just put blue, red, orange, and purple, and people know what that's a reference to, and that's not even their original.
0: No, they were originally just all Raphael. They were all red. Yep, yes. Uh, So TMNT directly alluded to the world of Daredevil. The mutagen that created the turtles comes from the chemicals that hit young, though unnamed, Matt Murdock in the face, blinding him and making him anthropomorphic, and making them anthropomorphic, excuse me. (laughs) Their master is named Splinter, similar to Murdock's stick, and they fight a shadowy gang of ninjas called the Foot as opposed to the Hand. So there's tons of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another very interesting point Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird uh, both had a giant admiration for Jack Kirby. They were both Jack Kirby aficionados. Oh, that's they cool. thought he was the end all be all of comics. And so a lot of their style is influenced from Jack
2: Kirby. So that explains the Technodrome, I think, in itself. Oh, uh... and <laughs> <They're crying. laughs> Because Jack Kirby issue. did not create Krang, somebody had to. <laughs> uh,
0: the original issue introduced the Turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo, and their mutagenic origin with their master, the Rat Splinter. And with a combination of a satirical wit with sincere grit, it was both a send-up and an homage to the Frank Miller Daredevil. And it was, a, for the time, a pretty dark comic. It was yes. not... The happy go lucky fun Mm-mm. thing that happened later when the toys and the cartoon came. But this original comic was dark, it was gritty, it was meant to be a little bit more like serious. Uh, yeah. Have any of you read it? I've never, I didn't learn this until it last is,
1: night. I, right, I have read it, and it is, it's not, it's not like super grim dark, especially compared to what kind of what you're saying, Eduardo's what we're used to. But if you grew up with the turtles through the way that at least the three of us grew up through the turtles, you know, accepting peaches. Uh, It is jarring.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize it is
1: very so I won't I won't
3: spoil it in case there happens to be a listener who is just listening because we're all hilarious uh, and doesn't know the plot of the movie. Um, But the thing that happens like right near the very end, I was like in shock about and I was watching my roommate and he was like, yeah, that happened in the comic too, the very first
1: one. And I was like.
3: Yes. How is that possible? And he's like, Mm -hmm. they used to be very dark.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the movie the movie is way less violent than the comic. Oh yeah. yeah. Well
3: that that goes back to my understanding is that goes back to this toy deal that they made because Eduardo said it and also my roommate said basically told me the same thing yesterday where they needed to sign this toy deal and they were like, Hey, so we're Mm -hmm. like marketing toward
1: children? so <laughs> we're gonna have to we'll give them the alone. weapons they just can't use the weapons yeah so there was
0: the, the, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get the guy's name here in a second but there was the the guy that ended up marketing for them so he found the comic the comic when they first released it sold out within days and then they mm-hmm. had an order for fifteen thousand of their next comic by their eighth issue they had already sold over a hundred thousand of that issue and were like climbing and so this guy was like, I want to get in on this. And so he started a marketing company and approached the two creators and said, you know, I want to try to market you to all these different toy companies so we can get a toy line because I think this would sell like crazy. And so they're like, okay. And so they signed a deal with him and he's like, do you have any like like prototypes or anything that you could like give me? And they had a life-size doll of the turtles. And so the guy would drive around with this turtle doll in his passenger seat to all the different toy companies, and then get laughed out of every single meeting until very <laughs> well, those people loud... are dumb. What? <laughs> those people are so dumb. <laughs> well, right. And at the time, they would tell him nobody thinks turtles are cool, and the color green doesn't sell. Um, and so, what a weirdly last... specific thing. I know, and that's apparently a thing oh, that God. was like assumed at that time. The color green was just not a color people bought, apparently, in toys. Uh, who knows? And so they end up going to Playmate because he has a friend that works there. And it's like a last resort for him because Playmate at the time is not a big company. Mm -hmm. It's a very small, small company with um, origins in Japan. And so they, at at the very last minute, kind of strike this deal with them, which is where they come up with the TV show. They end up getting the creator of He-Man to come in to help with the toys in the TV show. Uh, And then it kind of takes off from there. So it tells the story of Splinter's pre-mutation master who was murdered by a ninja named Oroku Saki who became a crime lord named the Shredder and how Splinter has been training the Turtles to avenge his master's death. The Turtles confront the Shredder and his Foot Clan and are able to defeat him and Shredder dies in the first volume of the comic. (laughs) And so they did this because they didn't think they were getting another comic. Mm -hmm. They killed the Shredder because they were like, We're just doing this one thing. And then it took off. And they're like, wait, we killed our villain in the first comic. How do we? Right. (laughs) So they brought him back with worms. Right. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The idea of the different colors were introduced in later media. It was also far more violent than the follow-up media. Though intended as a one-shot, the comic was an immediate success, running until 2014, creating a worldwide phenomenon and inspiring a massive range of media and merchandise. And
2: it's been revived in recent years, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one that I will talk about here in a little bit that I looked up today because of another thing. And I'll tell you guys in a moment. But what was your first exposure to the Turtles growing up? Peaches, we'll start with you because I'm going to assume it's very little.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to really tell you about me growing up. I think maybe I had like an action figure. I had like a a weird collection of action figures that were a combination of passed down to me and bought for me. And none of them matched up with each other. I had like a villain from the Power Rangers that was like a bunch of eyeballs. I don't know if you guys remember that Power Rangers villain. He was like, he had the body of a human, but he was just covered in eyeballs everywhere. Oh, uh, that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like an action figure of him, and I think I had a Ninja Turtle, and like I had the Burger King Backstreet Boys action figures. Like, the you web- know what I'm talking about? I need to hear
2: more about that.
3: Oh, Yo, you don't know about those? So Burger the episode's King promotion? about the Burger King
2: Backstreet Boys now.
3: Look look this up right now. Burger King did a, a, a Backstreet Boys toy promotion thing where all five of the backstreet boys were like superheroes and i don't remember what four of the five of them were but brian like the guy that was the the justin timberlake of the backstreet boys um he was like a basketball superhero so he like held a basketball in one of his hands
2: and he was wearing like a blue like, vest thing. Yeah, I just found a picture and this kind yeah. of rings a bell. The Backstreet Project. Yeah. Collect so, I, 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 had a, I had a
3: random collection of toys and maybe a Ninja Turtle was one of them. And that is the complete exposure I've had to them until I was like 20 something years old and I lived with a guy who's 10 years older than me that is obsessed with the Ninja Turtles.
1: So, and for the record, that man, uh, one time I was talking to his now wife and I was talking to her about what I do when I go into toy sections and toy stores, and she just sat there and she goes, oh my god, I'm married to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'll go next because I think I have the second least exposure mm-hmm. to it. I was not like, like Peaches, and I think a lot of it is because Peaches and I are Almost the exact same age, and so a lot of us, a lot of it is the time period we grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. I was much more of a Power Rangers kid, mm-hmm. um, but I will say, while I didn't watch the cartoon, I did, however, watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action TV series, which that TV series is very important to the teenager Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mythos because it's what caused the creators to split up and not talk to each other for several years oh. because um the... the
1: world is coming armed with the knowledge this episode <laughs>
0: so um saban is the people that do power rangers uh-huh. they're the ones that ended up doing the live action teenage mutant ninja turtle series and the one of the main, main producers of the show was like we need to get a girl turtle or well, venus one de one de Milo, creators... right what was that venus de it was Milo? mona lisa
1: oh Mona Lisa. Oh, okay.
0: No, it was more, right.
2: Oh, okay.
0: She, it was Mona Lisa in the cartoon. Oh, okay. Because oh, oh. she's got the V on her, on her her belt. Oh, um, uh, but either way, she was weird.
3: Yeah, for the Mona Lisa. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> they were told that they wanted to have a girl. One of the Vinci. creators was like, "I'm cool with it." The other creator was like, "I am not cool with it," and that's what caused their big split. Uh, because wow. they wanted creative control from. For the property. So they ended up making the show. The show did very poorly, but there was a crossover episode with the Power Rangers who were in space at the time and the Ninja Turtles, and that's where I kind of got that. And I was looking up to make sure that it was that I remembered correctly that it was Power Rangers in Space. And they, this year, did a Power Rangers Ninja Turtles comic book in which they flip roles and the teenagers are like ninjas and the turtles become power rangers oh wow shredder becomes the green ranger like the evil green ranger oh, and, oh awesome That's I awesome. Need to read this comic series i that's cool. that's I,
2: cool. I read this is tangentially related but i read the justice league power rangers crossover surprisingly enjoyable
0: i have a few of their so. like read like the reboot when they started doing these power ranger comics a couple years ago and they're very good they yeah i've heard really 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 good things about the power rangers comics. power rangers mythos thing yeah really surprisingly entertaining
2: yeah no brainiac takes over the command center oh cool Uh, yeah like it's it's actually got some really cool stuff
0: (sighs) well chris what about you what was your first exposure to the turtles
2: uh, the cartoon mostly i I was the age well the so the cartoon debuted one 87 87 and, and so did I um but <laughs> but it was still on when I was old enough to watch TV so so I watched you know it was still running so I so I watched that as a kid um I was like right on the cusp I think because uh I know Robbie's gonna talk about his his uh, experience with ninja turtles and he's he's a little bit older than i am um so so i was more of a power rangers kid you know like once i got to school because turtles had kind of ended it by that point but i still watched the cartoon loved the theme song it was one of my favorite tv theme songs ever and ironically i love it uh and i had a bunch of toys when i when i was a kid as well um and you know, I played some of the video games. I think we're going to talk more in more detail about the toys and the video games and everything later, right? Uh, is that how this this episode is set up?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I so I won't I won't go go too deep into what I had, but but just know I had a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, uh, and mm-hmm. we had the first two movies as well on VHS. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think my mom had taped them off of broadcast TV um i could be wrong about that though because i just remember that we didn't have the box that came in like we did with a lot of other movies that we bought Mm. uh i remember that she had like this vhs you know like you could buy back when vhs tapes were were the thing you could buy you know uh cases for vhs tapes Mm -hmm. and i remember we had a bunch of these and she had like written the names on the side and she would usually like cut out and like tape or paste a little picture from the movie oh that's interesting so so i remember distinctly uh, on the on, on the on the side of the box you know one of the ninja turtles and i think it's a shot of donatello in the car when he and casey jones are trying to fix the car i think it was that oh that's <laughs> like, interesting. i remember distinctly like the turtle with his arm sticking out the window while he's sitting in the truck <laughs> that was so that's like this image that just like popped into my head from my childhood while well, preparing for this episode but yeah i only watched the movies like once or twice when i was a kid but but the cartoon i watched quite a bit
0: can i read you guys this passage that i just read i was trying to look up venus de milo and it is so it is Uh venus de milo but they do have a new female ninja turtle character and let me tell you her origin okay because this is before she was a turtle she was a member of the foot clan a group of ninjas led by the series iconic villain villain shredder Jenica, who is her name, even attempted to murder Splinter at one point, but that didn't stop Splinter from killing Shredder in turn and taking over the Foot Clan for himself. Excuse me? <laughs> Though he had good intentions, the Turtles couldn't support their master in his decision to lead the Foot Clan, since they can remember they were always enemies in their absence. Jenica took on the role of second in command for Splinter, but the situation would sour quickly as the granddaughter of Shredder came back in full force, ready to take back the Foot Clan. During a skirmish, uh, Kairi stabbed Jenica, the granddaughter of Shredder stabbed Jenica, with an enchanted sword, leaving her on death's doorstep. The turtles, coming in to save the day, try to use an old serum to heal Jenica, but are eventually forced to perform a blood transfusion. Of course, the only blood available is the turtles. In the final pages of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 95, Jenica's reaction to the mutant turtle blood changes her physical appearance completely, and she becomes a turtle. Comic
2: books, man.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's some golden age stuff. Yeah. yeah. That,
2: that's, I mean, that's how we got She-Hulk.
1: <laughs>
3: that's amazing.
0: This is incredible.
2: Wow. Um...
0: Uh, And the issue is now sold out thanks to the hordes of fans eager to get their hands on a physical edition of this landmark moment.
2: Okay. Truly a landmark. Truly. Uh, I don't get it, though, because I've never heard of a Renaissance artist named Jenica.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Jenica Jenny. I don't know who... Well, maybe it's because... She wasn't named, like she wasn't named, she was like a person beforehand, and then she became a turtle, so that's why she well, she's be like, the, like the
2: Pope and pick a new name when she becomes a turtle,
0: <laughs> yeah, right yeah, she's got a she's got yellow, that's her color yellow
2: okay, yeah, that one hadn't been claimed yet uh, she's, she's already got, my favorite
0: she has like the shredder claws, and she also has a bow and arrow Wow, that's
2: kinda cool.
0: yeah. hmm. kind of cool Yeah. kind of hmm. a
3: turtle. Oh my gosh, I just looked I just looked her up and on Google and it redirected me to like Turtlepedia. Mm-hmm. And if you go to powers and abilities, in this order, her powers are ninjutsu, and then it describes it. I'm not gonna describe these things. Then athleticism, and the third power and ability is child care. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> this is her superpower, child care. This is why men shouldn't be wiki editors, you know? Jenga
3: was tasked with the supervising and care of the children of St. Robert's Orphanage more than any other member of the Foot Clan or Clan Hamoto that was Ergo, seen. Ergo, go.
2: It was her superpower. It's, it's a
1: superpower. Yes.
0: That's kind of amazing how awful that is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have found the page in which she becomes a turtle Whoa. that's wow. weird and Leonardo looks concerned <laughs> wouldn't you be? I would be that's Robbie. all Leonardo did
3: in the movie we watched was look concerned
0: Robbie, Leonardo. rein us back in, what was your first exposure to the turtles?
1: Uh, well so, and I asked Eduardo to go in ascending order of age because I thought that like when we were born would really kind of indicate when this was a big deal for us and I think that's a parent um because i was just the perfect age for this was power
4: that's true (laughs) god
1: (laughs) 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 anyway like the teenage mutant ninja turtles were everywhere by the time i was going to school it was what everyone talked about every day at recess everyone had teenage mutant ninja turtles toys Halloween was everyone dressed up as a Ninja Turtle. One year, I went as Michelangelo with the cheap plastic mask. Um, it, I mean, it was just I, I cannot, I, I, can, I, I'm not exaggerating when I just say it was everywhere and everything that everyone talked about um, for a few years when I was a kid. And it's just so when you were talking about them, everyone turning down thinking it wouldn't sell. It's just so wild to me because. It was everywhere. They were incredibly wrong that it wouldn't sell. Um, so yeah, it, it, was, it was a fad though for me because for a lot of things that I liked when I was a kid, like Spider-Man and, and Super Mario Brothers and other stuff, things that have grown up with me, Ninja Turtles did not. It was something that, you know, from the ages of probably like four to six, it was everywhere and then I didn't care anymore. I'm not really sure why it didn't age with me the way other things did. Um, But one thought I have is exactly what uh, Chris and Eduardo said um, to different extents because of the sort of those age things was Power Rangers. I am, I do remember when Power Rangers started to replace the Ninja Turtles. Like I actually have that feeling of, of when Power Rangers was what people were talking about and Ninja Turtles was no longer what people were talking about. And I was also, at that point, just old enough that I liked Power Rangers, but then it was more what people just younger than me cared about. Um, And so it almost does kind of feel like Power Rangers was the replacement for Ninja Turtles. And so if you were born in the mid-80s, it was Ninja Turtles. And if you were born in the late 80s or early 90s, it was the Power Rangers. And I find that very interesting. So I thought it was, that wasn't something I was thinking of when we were working on the episode. But I definitely have thought about it before, and I was glad you guys brought it up.
2: Yeah, I've noticed that, you know, when when you're only a couple years different from, uh, you know, a couple years removed from someone else in age, and yet the media you consumed as a child, there Mm -hmm. will be some overlap, but then there will Mm -hmm. be some complete blind spots. Mm -hmm. Like, I was born in 87, I was a little bit too late for Transformers. Mm -hmm. I know that Transformers was formative for a lot of 80s kids, a a lot of kids who were born in the 80s. Uh, but I you know it was pretty much done now now later shows like Beast Wars I remember I remember like some of the spin offs later but the original mm-hmm. Peter Cullen Optimus Prime uh, Megatron you know all mm-hmm. that stuff that was that was before my time right. but only barely before my time right um and it, I feel like my so and, and also it would depend on if you had siblings or not right you know, so my brother and I are about five and a half years apart, which means that I feel like I have a bit more knowledge of stuff that came after me than maybe I would otherwise mm-hmm. and vice versa he grew up with you know like he won't have doesn't have the same connection to power Rangers that i I was obsessed with power Rangers as a kid, but I'm sure he could tell you a lot about power Rangers even though he was I, I, and I know Power Rangers is an ongoing franchise and has rebooted itself. Like, yeah, Power what was his thing? I'm not sure what his thing. Yeah, what was his Power Rangers or Ninja? Yeah, Turtles? that's a good question. Uh, Pokemon? Yeah, pro- yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm is what slide it in here and
3: say Power Rangers was also my thing. So yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> I
3: no, even but- brought
2: it up at work yesterday. So. But but no you're right. It, it, Pokemon was the big thing. And and granted I was also of the age where I enjoyed Pokemon. And having him as a little brother kind of allowed me to enjoy it maybe a little bit longer. And I say a little bit longer like we don't all still enjoy to some extent Pokemon right, right? now. You know. But but I remember when Pokemon was a fad and oh it'll be gone in 2 years and now it's celebrating its 25th anniversary or something like that if you want to feel like an ancient beast.
0: Before the Pokemon trading cards came out, they had these Lunchables, and on the back of them had little Pokemon tokens you could cut out, and those Mm. were everything at school. Everyone was trying to collect as many of the little Pokemon tokens from the back of Lunchables boxes as they could, and then eventually the cards came out, and then eventually the cards got banned at school because anytime anything becomes popular, it gets banned at school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, my school had banned Yo-Yo's, I don't know if that's okay. what you're going guys... to So my school- <laughs> people doing yo-yos in the middle of social studies? like <laughs> They banned yo-yos. For... You couldn't bring a yo-yo to school. But one year at the book fair, they sold a book about yo-yos that came with a yo-yo. So you could buy the book <laughs> with the yo-yo, but then you couldn't use the yo-yo. Yo, dog, I heard you like yo-yos. <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> that's rough. yeah, yeah
3: uh i had a principal who wouldn't let girls wear tank tops because yeah. shoulders were too sexy so yeah. that's the kind of school
2: i went to no yeah um,
0: my, mine was like that too but yeah.
2: my middle school had a uniform policy well actually my elementary school had a uniform policy too so this is public school by the way yeah i know you're probably assuming i went to catholic school i did not no,
0: my public <laughs> school also had a uniform policy yeah but it's because it was a bad school and they were trying to make the school better
2: same. Uh, you know. <laughs> I went to school in Florida. Um, <laughs> there we go. Okay. I say
0: it, you know, to to an extent. Yeah, that's where I learned how to run away from an alligator.
2: Yeah, zigzags, baby. Uh, yeah, man. That is important to know. Yeah, I know. For the listeners, since earlier I said I'm from New Jersey, and I'm talking about how I went to elementary school in Florida. I moved around. It probably doesn't need that much explanation, but there, there's your explanation. I moved. It happens. My dad changed jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went to school in Florida, Texas, New Mexico, and Washington. So yeah, uh,
2: just uh, just Florida, New Jersey for me, and I went back and forth, sort of, uh, if you count college.
0: So TV shows in general were there. Um, so we've already talked about. You guys have already watched. Said you watched the cartoon, right? Hmm. Um, uh-huh peaches you didn't really watch any of the tv shows i only watched the live action series mm-hmm. like a handful of times so i think we've got yeah yeah and it's I've been rebooted watched... many times
2: since then yes yes and
1: yeah. the 2012 reboot which i watched was actually good um i think it was i think it's the best version of the show the animation isn't fantastic uh because it's like nickelodeon cg but in terms of storylines and humor and voice acting, it's fantastic.
2: Is that the one with Ben Schwartz, or is that the more recent one?
0: That's the
1: more recent one. I think the more recent. That's the more recent because one. Ben Schwartz.
2: I don't know how he has cornered the market on rebooted versions of classic cartoon characters who wear blue, uh, or are blue, because he's been Dewey Duck, he's been Leonardo, and he's been Sonic the Hedgehog, and that is just a really weird niche market. To, Wait, did
1: you? Did you say BB-8?
2: I didn't say BB-8 because that's not a reboot okay. of a character that wore blue. Um, oh, oh, oh. But yes, he was BB-8 as well. Blue-8. Yeah. No, but...
0: So the 2012 yeah. version uh, mm-hmm. happened after they sold. So they they ended up selling. The, the creator and his partner, the two guys that ended up creating the Turtles, split off one year. and One of them sold his stakes to the other guy and was mm-hmm. off doing his mm-hmm. own thing. The guy that didn't want the girl turtle, he was the one who remained with the company, and, with the turtles, and finally sold just before this. So he sold it to Nickelodeon. Well, I think it was Viacom mm-hmm. and then Nickelodeon by, by proxy. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And they brought back the other guy to do the 2012 series, which probably oh. plays a lot into why you enjoy it so much. That's juicy. Interesting. That is juicy.
1: It's, it's good, and it brings back a lot of characters... Um, from the original Mythos, and not just the the cartoon, but the comic, um, it made Baxter Stockman black again. Um, it brought back char- brought out characters from the the toy line that were never in the cartoon, um, but all in kind of rebooted ways. It was really good. Also, I'm just gonna say it here: the original 1987 cartoon barely watchable now. I almost hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of the episode. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh chris did you or or eduardo maybe peach um do you guys have any of the toys
0: i think i had a toy but it wasn't like peaches i had a collection of a bunch of different stuff that i would always get to play together which is why i think i like crossover so much because that's just what mm-hmm. i would do is constantly cross over my toys into different universe and speaking of i had a bunch of the beast wars Chris mentioned earlier. I had a lot of oh. those toys. I had a big stingray that would transform into a guy, and like, oh, I want that. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, Is that why you're a Rays fan? Yes, because of the stingray, of the stingray okay. in the toy. Yes, that's it. You've found mm-hmm. it. Uh, I also, and I will die on this hill, that the Transformers toys at McDonald's were the best toys. Yeah, whenever cool. they were out. Yes. Yeah,
1: wait, who disagrees? I yeah, don't know, but toys. I
0: am just saying that. Okay. The Super Mario
1: Bros. 3 toys, and yes, I'm old enough to remember the Happy Meals Super Mario Brothers 3 toys, but um, those are really good, but I think I'd still take the Transformers.
3: I'm trying to find... I'm just looking on Google right now at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys to see if I can find one that I had. I want to say that I had Leonardo because I'm, I'm trying really hard to think about like kid peaches and what kid peaches thought. And here's a, here's a super nerd fact about peaches. I used Mm -hmm. to be really into swords. Like, um, I asked my family to, to, um, subscribe to sword catalogs and I would get like (laughs) a monthly catalog of different types of swords that you could buy. Cause I used to want like a wall in my room uh, with like swords on display. My so favorite. We
2: were all trying to impress girls. You were studying the blade.
4: <laughs> I had <laughs> got an
0: anime on
3: my side and nobody could fuck with me. I'm just kidding. I didn't have any of those things on my side, but <laughs> I was a lot, but, But I I used to be really into swords, and what I'm remembering, and this is foggy, but what I'm remembering is that I thought Leonardo was really cool, because Leonardo had swords, and I thought everyone else was really lame.
1: (laughs) So Leonardo, when I think of the toys, Leonardo is the toy I think of, but it's for like, I had almost all of the first few releases of the Ninja Turtles toys. Except for Leonardo for a long time because I got Leonardo for Christmas and my dear brother, Brian, who occasionally listens to this podcast asshole, <laughs> took my Leonardo toy that I had opened on Christmas the before only I ever to got do. to play with it. Just our assholes. <laughs> he took my Leonardo toy before I ever got to play with it and put his shoes on and jumped off of the top of our bunk beds onto the Leonardo toy, shattering it into a thousand pieces. And then it was years before I replaced that.
3: Does your brother know he has a stomping superpower? That's crazy. (laughs) That competes with the caregiving superpower.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can relate. My brother killed a turtle by jumping on it.
3: Oh.
2: Wait, why can I relate to that? What's the Come video on, game Peach. you like to play on stream all the time? Oh, oh, oh!
3: That makes me sound like a horrible human, though. For anybody that doesn't know that, he's he's talking about. I play a lot of Super Mario World. Chat, chat. I just called you chat. See, look what you did,
2: <laughs> listeners. You switched to stream mode now. Now I'm in stream mode.
3: <laughs> Don't forget
2: to like, like across the streams. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me cheer so that uh, the text to speech thing says something.
3: Okay, I couldn't find the um, Ninja Turtles toys that I had, but I absolutely found the Power Rangers toys I had. You guys, I guarantee Double at least jet. one of you had these. There were these Power Ranger toys that they had. Hold on, hold on. The, the let me belt. say it.
0: Let me say it before you even say it because oh, I, I think I know what they right say. Oh, is it? Yes, before it? you even yeah. say. <laughs> The one with the head that changes. Yep. Oh, yeah, can you press down on the belt? Yeah, you press the belt and the head changes. <laughs> I, I had that's part of the picture.
2: I had the
3: friend? Green Ranger
1: version of those.
3: I don't remember which one I had. I just remember I had one of them. I think it was Jason.
0: I, I think the, I had all of them. I had Billy.
1: I had that. I also had the White Ranger um, sword that played music.
2: Oh yeah, I had that. I had the dragon dagger. That was with- <laughs> yeah. I had the command center playset that had a little Zordon and you could pull it off. and it had a microphone. It was kind of like a jungle cruise microphone. I think about it. And you could talk into it and it would change your voice to sound like Zordon. Yo, did you guys and, oh, oh, do you know what about it did? It do you know what it did? Sorry. The command center. You could take the, those, those toys with the, with the, that changing heads and you put it on the platform, and when you would um slide it down into the command center, as it went down, it would flip it from their heads to the helmets. Oh, that's clever! That that's is clever. Cool. It was did really. Guys,
3: did you guys have the Megazord that you could break apart into the five different?
2: Yes, individual no, cords. Cool.
3: That I was that. the
2: coolest toy. I had the originals, and I had the thun, and I had the Dragon Zord, and then I had the Thunder Zords too. Oh, that's cool. God, we're such nerds. I love and it. I, I remember one time because we had a, a toy room. And the Thunder Zords, not only could they become the Thunder Megazord, but they also had like this platform where they could turn into like this flying thing. Uh, and one day I tripped and like cut my knee on that, the platform that it was on. And it was painful. Whoa, and dude. I remember no. that. It's, that's weird. Like, I mean, it wasn't. It's not the worst danger I ever got as a kid or anything, but I remember it for some reason.
3: I have one more question for you guys about toys while we're on the subject before I forget to ask. Okay. Did you guys, when you played with toys, did you like make your toys go to war with each other and you had yes. like two teams and they would fight? Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to know how you guys made your toys fight if you had a system in your head, because this is what I would do. I would make even teams uh-huh. and then I would, I would pick... Certain toys on each team to square off against each other. Correct. And so I would have the ver, and I'd put them in order, and it's I'd like, have the first like, two uh, fight, and the fight would be like a Dragon Ball Z fight where it takes four episodes for the fight.
0: Yeah, to it just sounds like a the tournament arc. Like you sound like yes. the tournament arc in every anime ever.
3: <laughs> but this is what would happen: the first one, and then maybe the second one would have a really long fight, and then I would get really impatient. And all yes. of the rest of the fights would be one hit kills.
1: So actually, <laughs> right. And by one hit kill, one hit kill is you hold, you put one action figure there, you take the other one, and you do like the little wind up thing where boom, yep, and like, you headbutt like, him, wings into it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, that yes. sounds about right. Correct. Okay.
1: I still have one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy somewhere around my house, and I don't know why. And it's Panda Khan, a panda with like Genghis Khan gear. Makes they sense. they went on some sure. I, I mean they went off if you guys ever look it up they went off some weird tangents after a while like there was i had one of them was an astronaut and one of them was a sailor i had those they did some weird stuff but i just loved i loved all the little accessories they all came with like the little they all came with a little pizza a little orange pizza uh-huh yeah and Yeah. And,
2: and their weapon of choice and did you have the one that was like a gun that shot pizzas Little pizza discs? No, but I remember that. Okay, I just remembered what I that. what was really I sad to... about
1: was none of them ever came with the mutagen that the commercials had.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: They, when they were making originally, more toys that made us facts. When they Sweet. were making the toys, they wanted to go with Robbie's favorite to add humor. They were very big into potty humor. And <laughs> so they had one guy that... Uh, had a really big belly and you would shove food in his mouth and then you'd squeeze his gullet and it would shoot out food from his mouth they had another guy that had a gun and it had tubes up into his nose and then when he would shoot he'd shoot boogers from his nose his little projectiles i don't believe either of those toys ever actually no made because
1: it i past. never would have been a ninja turtles fan
0: <laughs> i don't think either of them ever made it past but they showed like the concept art on the on the show they did Can have we a do pulled... the booger
3: gun because no, we can't i think that's a brilliant idea to get rid of boogers
0: <laughs> yeah chris um, have you ever thought of instead of getting 10 shots every few days you should instead just have a booger gun to get rid of your constant stuffy nose like isn't that like a yeah. more...
2: i will i will talk to my doctor this week when i go in for my my shots
3: yeah, ask them about it. See what yeah. they can do for you. It's like, yeah. so these ask a doctor are working about
2: booger gun. But, but speaking of shooting... <laughs> why use a needle when? <laughs> Go to I
0: need to talk to you about the Second Amendment.
2: <laughs> the rights of bare boogers.
0: I did have a toy called Mutagen Man,
1: and he was a giant, like, mutagen tank with arms and all his body parts floated freely in the mutagen tank. Isn't that a the They Might Be giant song? Mutagen man, mutagen man. <laughs> mutagen man meets Shredder man. Um, Thank you I know Istanbul, and I know
3: um, Because of Tiny Toons! The, the one that I played at your house uh, when I visited you. Uh, oh,
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> because
3: of you Tiny
0: Toons! Uh, He just already said his. Do you guys have a favorite turtle?
1: I always liked Michelangelo. He was a party dude. Yeah, I was a big Michelangelo fan.
0: I have a theory that no one likes Raphael. I was a big Donatello fan, but I have never met a Raphael fan in my whole life.
1: My brother. He's such a. The brother that broke my toy on Christmas, Raphael was his favorite. That That tracks. tracks, Yeah.
0: See, like Peaches, I like Donatello because I really liked staffs. I thought staffs were cool. And so I just thought Donatello was cool. The bow staff. Because of his bow staff. Whenever, to this day, anytime I see a bow
1: staff, I think about the back of the shredder toy, the little cardboard backing that told you about the toy. And it said his favorite weapon was the bow staff. And I always thought that was weird because he clearly likes cutting things. Why is he using a blunt weapon? Also, the toy didn't even come with that blunt weapon. So, stop.
3: As as an adult, I would like Donatello the most though because he's the nerdiest, like he's yeah, a think, smart guy. Yeah, I think I
1: think as an adult I like Donatello more.
0: See, I'm the opposite. As an adult, I like Michelangelo more. <laughs> 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 I just like how he just like I like his vibe, like I like his energy.
2: You know, this is this is gonna sound weird, but talking about these toys, I can like remember the way their plastic weapons felt in my hand. Yes, like the sword. Mm-hmm. And just a little bit un-chucks. bendy.
1: You can feel uh-huh. the plastics part where. I get the off.
2: texture of it. Like I'm just like having these intense sense memories mm-hmm. right now. Oh god, I had so many of the toys, man. Yeah. Um, Did you guys
3: see? I posted in the in the um, chat. If you look right in the center, that's the eye, the Power yes. Rangers eyeball villain. I was yeah. talking. about. I remember. Yeah, I, remember I had that. that
2: toy. I had that toy. Yeah.
0: I also remember this pig head guy with the Roman helmet.
3: Uh-huh. He sticks out to yep. me as
0: one that I remember vividly.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. I remember him
3: from the show. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen that toy.
2: All right, so I had most, if not all, those toys because I was obsessed with Power Rangers. I remember the shark and everything, the parrot that had two heads. Um, but okay, so you see the 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 guy to the left, our left of the eyeball, yeah, uh, the big lizard looking guy, the yeah. golden one with green arms and legs. That is Snizzard. And a fun fact about Snizzard is that the actor who provided the voice of Snizzard was Brian Cranston. That's amazing. Wait, Brian
3: Cranston also also did Zordon. Yes, he was yes. Zordon in
2: the in the new movie <laughs> the new one. because he had done voices for the original show back when he was just a <laughs> Just starting out actor, he did a lot of voices for Power Rangers because that's what you do. You, you take the jobs you can get. So they brought him back to actually play Zordon in the new movie a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, I wild. know we're doing a Ninja Turtles episode, but we should also just be you know, doing a Power Rangers episode at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, bad Because yeah. it seems to be a much more popular. Robbie, we're, we're doing a new podcast. Everyone, stop what you're doing. We're going to go watch all of the Power Ranger movies. Oh, Don't boy. any of you skip out on Power Rangers Turbo. I bet they'll hold up, dude. The The one with Ivan Ooze, Turbo does not. Are you sure? I am a hundred percent positive. I watch these movies semi regularly. Who's Who's the villain in Turbo? It is the villain in Turbo, the TV show. It's not a good movie. Just trust me on this. Also, it is very very difficult to cut like to to come after Ivan Ooze.
3: The first one is where the opening, they they are parachuting. Yes. Right? And, and then i, I Tommy, used
0: who was shows up. Somehow parachuting, but with a snowboard, was the coolest thing yeah. that I had ever seen in my whole life.
3: Red Hot Chili Peppers was playing. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Higher ground. Yeah. How higher ground is playing. They turn into ninjas at one point. Yep. They get the ninja costume. And then he's all is like, that...
0: she's all like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm a frog. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Is that the one where the original um, Jason and Kimberly are in it, or is that Turbo? No. So
0: the original, Jambo, that's Turbo, but Kimberly okay. is in this one. The original yes. one, the three that changed out were the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger. I know my Power Rangers. So I'm glad you this. Jason, Trini, and Zach got traded for Rocky, Aisha, and um, Adam. And those are the three that were in the movie. Jason and Kimberly are in Turbo, but not as Power Rangers.
2: Interesting. I never saw Turbo. Um, Fun fact about the guy who plays Jason: um, he retired from acting, and I believe he is now an EMT. Which means
3: Tommy is a cage fighter.
2: And has come back several times to play Tommy in various iterations of Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Because there is a continuity. Jason
0: has Mm -hmm. also come back a few times as well.
2: That's cool. But I always wanted... uh, Not that I ever want to get into an accident or anything, but if I'm ever in wherever he is now, I would love for him to be my EMT so that when I'm in pain, I could lean down and ask him, you know, for medicine by just saying, it's morphine time. (laughs) What a buildup. Yeah, it was a lot of work for not a great joke.
3: <laughs> no, I, I just did the Kim Possible jingle instead of the Power Rangers one. The Power Rangers one is longer.
0: Doot, 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 doot.
3: Sorry.
2: Yeah, with a little.
0: I used to have that as my like text tone on uh-huh. my Razer flip phone. And anytime uh-huh. somebody said it was the Kim Possible theme, I'd yell at them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's the, they're oh, so close. close. Wrong with you. They're so close, though. Yeah. I mean, reasonable adult me is that, but teenage me, no. I yeah. was I was so offended.
2: Okay, all right. I, I have to. I have to stop us here. We're talking about the wrong Fox Kids show. This is a Goosebumps podcast. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about my Ninja Turtles toys Do it. Because I think that's what we're still talking about, um, but uh, the the toys I think that I remember the most besides those, um, I had a Baxter Stockman that had wings. No, right, and, the wings.
1: Like, right, that was my favorite toy. The wings.
2: Okay. Yes, it was <laughs> real cool. It had the wings and, like, these extra really arms. Those
1: wings. Okay. Was... Wait, the John extra, arms, know, like
2: the extra ring purple ring claw ring. arms, yes! Yeah, the purple claw arms. For those of you who don't know who Baxter Stockman is, he was a scientist who turned into a fly. Sort of like Jeff Goldblum. Big Apple, 3 a.m. Yes. <laughs> um, I also had my I, my favorites. Kind of in the same vein as the Power Rangers toys, there are these uh, mutations uh, the, the, of the Ninja Turtles. <gasps> You, so yes! they're like regular.
0: I have just lied. I had these.
2: You did? I had. Okay. These, I, I did too, and I right forgot now. them until this exact I moment. I had these toys. These were incredible. Uh, you would, so like, they look like an I'm Ninja Turtle. Picture. But you could pop open the shell, and inside the shell, uh, so first of all, I had the regular Ninja Turtle head, but you could lift it up and flip it around, and there was a regular turtle head. So you could flip that. You could fold the Ninja Turtles' arms and legs inside the shell, and then there were like these little plastic limbs that you could fold out, and you could turn the little tail out, close it up, and you had a regular turtle. I had go back the, and forth. Um, them.
1: I had the Taka version of that.
2: Can you I actually find had several, these? but I know
1: I had. They had Taka and Razor. Razor. Oh, will you find shit.
3: these and put them in the in the thing? Because I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I can't relate yeah. to this one.
0: They're in the notes.
2: Yeah, I put a link to the um uh, to the oh, yeah. commercial in the yeah, notes.
0: under go under toys. He has a link to a YouTube video of them.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparently oh, they've gosh. also rebooted those toys with the reboots. Really? Oh, I because I was looking I for need... pictures. I kept finding pictures of the new ones. I'm like, no, I want to find a picture of the old one. I need to uh, go to the uh, target. But I'm excited toy for our kids today who get to uh, uh who get to enjoy it because those were awesome toys. Um. Oh, that's cool. I mentioned this in the notes, and I saw uh, Robbie that you had uh, that you had commented on this note. Um, but speaking of the cartoons and the toys, because all the toys I had were based on the cartoons, so I think I'm pretty sure I'd be about Rocksteady and Krang and all that. Krang was like my mm-hmm. favorite villain. On that. But uh, I wrote in here that there was a song that I feel like it might have been a song that used to play where we used to work. Uh, I, no, it's not where we used to work. No. It's where you used to grocery shop. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. It is not a tunnel song, it's a public song. It's a public song. song, okay. But the chorus of the song goes, you better be ready to rock steady." And every time I hear that, I think of Bebop and Rocksteady, who were the pig yep. and the rhinoceros henchmen that worked for the shooter. yep <laughs> Say your prayers, toitles. <laughs> who they brought back in the recent live action. Bebop
1: and Rocksteady.
2: Because I have not seen the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies, but I know that the sequel had Bebop, Rocksteady, and Krang. And you will wish that it didn't. Oh, no. (laughs) So bad. I
0: almost
1: wanted to see it because of that.
2: Those are not good movies. Yeah, Peach,
1: if you wanted to give a movie a one, that's what you needed to watch.
2: Brad Garrett was Krang in those movies I I don't particularly
3: want to watch a movie that you know I will rate a one, but, you know, for science, maybe.
0: For science.
3: I'll do anything for science. The
0: first
1: thing, I will just tell you, the best way I can describe the second movie is the first joke they have when Bebop and Rocksteady mutate. The first joke is for them to open their pants and talk about their endowment.
2: Oh, no. You think I'd rate that a one? That sounds sounds like Michael Bay. Dick Uh, jokes are in, man.
3: That's a joke. Uh, I don't. I don't mean
2: that. Oh, I also, Robbie. I'm pretty sure I had the same Michelangelo costume for Halloween once. Uh, but so did half the other kids. At Christmas time, I had a Donatello stocking. Sweet. And I googled. I, I. I. was like, Am I making this up? And I googled it, and it looked exactly like I imagined it. So it must. I must have actually had this. That's cool. Uh, My stocking is in the Carousel of Progress. Oh, very yeah. Um, Is it the
3: stocking with his head poking out of the sock?
2: Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, cool. But my favorite thing that I had wasn't even a toy, all right? It was a storage thing, but it was a sewer. Uh, and I, I, I put a link in the, uh, in the notes if you want to take a look at it to an eBay listing for it. And I, I remember this being almost my size. So I imagined as I was writing the notes out, that it must have been like three feet high. No, it was 16 inches by 16 inches. I was just a small child at the time <laughs> <laughs> um, because I would store, store toys and it. it had the Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil on it. Um, and you could pull the sewer thing off and put stuff in it, but I would dump it out and I would pretend to get in the sewer and go down it like it was a pipe from Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a oh, like it was you know. fit so, yeah, in so- it?
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah.
2: I have no memory uh, of this. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was for <laughs> storing toys and stuff in it. But I would empty it out and like crawl into it, huh. so I fit in it. And I was like, oh, it must have been you know three feet. No, I was just a, a small person then. I feel like we baby. have to
3: put all of these links to things we're talking about in the show notes, like in the description, so people can find them. <laughs>
2: But yeah. sixteen inches by sixteen inches, still, it feels wrong. But there's a picture of it. I'm like, oh, this is definitely it. And you can see the guy's hand next to him like, yeah. I mean, I guess I was a small person, a wee then. baby.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, if I'd imagine, I would thought it would have been like this high, unless there was more than one. But I cannot find it on the internet. So, so if there's a bigger one out there, that might have been like two feet by two feet or something. I don't know. I don't know how to search Ninja Turtles sewer and find it because they live in a sewer. So... Sure.
0: What about video games? I mean, I think we could all talk about the Ninja Turtles arcade game, right? Games yes. of like, all kinds. Yeah. yeah, It's just iconic.
1: That that game... It's not my favorite Turtles game, but the first Ninja Turtles arcade game was a very... At Chuck E. Cheese's was a very formative experience for me.
3: Yes. Um, I only remember that I played it Mostly at Chuck E. Cheese and we should say Charles mm-hmm. Entertainment Cheese to mm-hmm. be yeah. as accurate as possible. And that I was very bad at it. That's all those are the three yeah. things I remember.
0: Donatello is the best one because he has the bow staff and he means you can be as far away as the bow staff is and still hit. Down. I will take Raphael for That's his really fast hard. attacks. No, I didn't want to get next to anything. I'd just be far away and go, ah So ah. I can't remember
1: which <laughs> of you were there. I know. I know. Peaches was here for one. The the first. I, I have two distinct memories of Turtles in Time, which I was playing Turtles in Time when I was a kid on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But I very distinctly remember we went to some sometime guest of the show Cody's uh, bachelor party, and there's a video game I don't know bar exactly who was there. where we there was a video game bar in Central Florida, and i had not been to that bar and i vividly remember that and peach was there and we walk into this bar and the very first thing on my right is a working turtles in time arcade cabinet and then i look in the back and there's a tap of like 20 craft beers and i realized that oh my god they made a bar for me specifically and i haven't gone yet (laughs) and then we went back later and i think a couple of you were there um but i just remember getting at that cabinet and with three friends playing through, except for, well, Peach was there, and then he tapped out, and someone replaced him, but um, playing through the entire... It was it was me, mm-hmm.
3: before I tapped out, it was me, you, and our friends Adam and Jason. Got it, yes,
1: you're right, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And fulfilled my lifelong dream of me and three friends just playing through the entirety of a Turtles in Time arcade cabinet. Um, but I love, I love that game, and and the whole beat-em-up, the whole side-school beat-em-up genre, like, they're fine games they're not great important games they're fine but what and they're all the same so the importance of the game is how good is the window dressing because you take this exact same game and it can be River City Ransom or Double Dragon or The Simpsons or you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Streets of Rage right what makes it Scott Pilgrim right. what makes yes yes X-Men yes just keep that's right. yeah
2: that's another one I remember yep. playing just keep
1: interrupting Ravi with new ones no please do Castle uh-huh. Crash do it hurts. for the rest of the show Gauntlet. (laughs) Gauntlet, What makes it is the window dressing, and the Turtles in Time window dressing is just so good. Um, But yeah, no, the arcade games. Someone else say things about the arcade games. They're great. I like a good turtle dressing
3: on a salad. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty good.
0: Isn't that like chocolate caramel?
2: Yeah, and pecan. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Also, the original NES game. People were really mad when it came out because they wanted the arcade game ported to the NES, which they got later. They were mad that the NES game was not the arcade game, but the original Ninja Turtles NES game gets a bad rap. That is actually a very intelligent game that does a whole lot of different things that you wouldn't expect. For those who have never played it, it is almost an open-world game on the NES in the early, in the mid-80s. Because you mostly have the ability to explore an overworld, and you go down into sewer grates and find things. You're trying to accomplish certain missions. It's just one of those missions is an underwater level that is notorious for how stupid mean it is. And that kind of ruins the game, but
0: and Why are there so many of those? Battle toads? Levels? yes. Battletoads. Yes. Which they so I they Which really also did, has
2: one really tough level that gives it a bad reputation. They have
0: recently been a new Streets of Rage and a New Battletoads, <laughs> and I've heard both of yeah. them are very And Eduardo, fun. you played uh, TMNT Tournament Fighters, right? the the street fighter teenage mutant ninja turtles game i did i also played the teenage mutant ninja turtles when they were added to injustice 2 injustice gods among us wait 2, were they really as dlc right. characters okay this is just a few years That's ago cool. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so you can play That's dc cool. you can fight as harley quinn fighting one of the turtles and so um the turtles are one character and so you call in, like, assists from other Turtles, but the Turtle that you are currently playing, you get to pick at character select, and they all play a little different because of their different weapons. But then their That's assists cool. are, their, their abilities are calling in the other Turtles to do assists.
3: That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah. Unobscure Turtles? Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that the, um, DC is so more open to doing yeah cool intercompany crossovers. Than, than Marvel is unfortunately. Yep. Uh, I wish that they would Marvel would do more of those because that's how we got stuff like Archie meets Punisher and stuff like that. Um, but but there I sent a picture to you guys in the chat earlier. But there was a Batman Ninja Turtles crossover comic a few years ago that actually got turned into an a cartoon movie yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but which has the legendary panel of Batman and Raphael standing in the rain in Crime Alley and Batman saying, "This is where my parents died, Raphael." <laughs> which is just so weird um but yeah no i i i never so i played the arcade games and the nes games and i feel like i remember playing turtles in time on the snes as well i never owned them but i rented them but in the arcades like the games i like to play the most i think were ninja turtles and the simpsons and uh, i have a similar memory at that same bar of playing through the simpsons with people and I can't remember if any of you were involved in that or not. I feel was like that with Cat? I think that was with Cat. So not. Oh me, yeah, it might have been, But yeah. I think
1: it was with my wife. Yeah.
2: Yes. 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 No, that sounds right. Because she loves that yeah. game. Yeah, it's such a good game. Uh, but yeah, the Ninja Turtles game was great, and uh, I know that there have been other Ninja. I never played the Street Fighter one. I know that there was a Smash Brothers clone that was Turtles as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no the 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 arcade game is the the big one that that looms large in my head yeah as far as memories and and like you said the beat-em-up genre gets a little bit interchangeable so i think i've conflated some of the memories of turtles in Time <laughs> in <the NES> game, <laughs> with the uh arcade game in my head as well that's but... the
1: rare game where the console port was better um <laughs> it has more levels it's it's uh two video game go you ahead you can
0: get one of them now. Arcade One Up did a Turtles mm-hmm. in Time. Yes. Arcade One Up machine.
1: Yep. I got to get <laughs> two two other Turtles video games. Thoughts. Um, I had a very obscure, I guess relatively obscure uh, Game Boy game. It was Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three Radical Rescue that I bought for the Game Boy because my mom told me I could get a Game Boy game, and I picked the one that had turtles on the cover. And I was really weirded out by the game because it was not what I expected a video game to be like because the game did not have levels it had one persistent world that was basically a big interconnected map um that was a labyrinth of side-scrolling platforming that you would unlock as you went along with persistent power-ups and keys and you had a a map on the pause screen where you would figure out this maze until you got to the end of the game it wasn't metroidvania it was my first metroidvania before long before that term was a thing before castle before symphony of night was a thing um shortly after super no before super metroid was a thing um so it after was, regular metroid. yes after regular metroid which sure. did not have a map so true, true i hadn't thought about this before i started opening my mouth it might have been the first metroidvania that had a map but you'll never see it talked about with with
2: metroidvania stuff it should be called turtlevanias damn yeah.
1: it and it's not you know, the platforming and the action isn't great, but it, it's it's really a clever game that I didn't realize at the time. At the time, I thought, this is weird. I'm just supposed to go from left to right until I get to the end of the level. This is how video games work, because I was a stupid child. Um, <laughs> but now I realize that it was my first entry into what's now one of my favorite genres. What's very interesting is the power-up system, and, you know, you don't get missiles or, or spells or whatever. What you do is you start as Michelangelo, who has the ability to hover using... Um, his nunchucks is a helicopter, which is how physics works. And um, that lets you, you know, get over pits and gaps and stuff. Well, what you do is you rescue all the other turtles. And so you know that the, the ledge concept of, of Metroidvanias, and, if, and, and for any listeners that don't know, um, what's a common concept that's used in Metroidvanias is, is you'll go to a ledge that you can't get to. And you're supposed to, it's, it sticks in your mind, and then later you get, it's almost always a double jump. It's funny when they come up with something that's specifically not a double jump when you're expecting a double jump, but so that later you remember, oh I can go to that ledge now. Well, tur- where Radical Rescue did that same concept, but instead the powers were rescuing the other turtles and you could switch between the turtles because they all had different skills. So Raphael would be able to go into a shell and go through holes, which is literally it, it, it was the, the the morph ball. Um Donata, or, and Leonardo could dig into the ground, and Donatello could climb walls with the, the Turtles' suction cups. Um, but anyway, it was really good. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Radical Rescue, never talked enough enough with in Metroidvania talks.
2: Um, and then the other thing is... I have one more Ninja Turtle game. Oh, no, you go no, first,
1: because yeah. mine is more of a wrap-up.
2: Um, I was going to bring up Paper Mario, if anyone remembers the original Paper Mario on Nintendo 64.
1: I know where you're going with this, I forgot
2: yep. about this. I know, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> There is a set of bosses called the Koopa Brothers. And it is made up of the Green Ninja Koopa, Yellow Ninja Koopa, Black Ninja Koopa, and their leader, the Red Ninja Koopa. And they are Koopa Troopas with different colored shells, and they wear bandanas on their heads. And they are basically the Ninja Turtles as Koopa Troopas.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, I Uh, like that. I like that, boss. As we have this conversation, I realize that the Ninja Turtles aren't used in video games enough. They're a very natural fit for fighting Mm -hmm. games there should be a a, there should be a ninja turtles rpg like maybe an action rpg like x-men legends or maybe just a real rpg but with the characters and and um like a a team-based game would make a lot of sense and it has such a massive array of characters to use i don't know there should be more ninja turtles games there's no reason that ninja turtles games should have disappeared agreed eduardo i won't interrupt you anymore that's a lie i'm sorry yeah you liar no
0: yes you will uh
1: this is an interrupted word of the podcast
0: i don't know why this is here but characters in walt disney world's mgm studios it was a thing okay
2: <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that was a thing
0: just like how the power rangers were at hollywood studios for a while
1: yeah wait you know you know the background of that right oh disney had access to the ninja turtles they literally traded them straight up like this is a sports franchise for the power rangers oh oh
3: yes man what a a callback
1: which i wasn't even thinking about earlier when i was talking about how power rangers replaced ninja turtles at recess it's because of the walt disney company (laughs) the assembly required callback
2: yeah yeah, I used oh my to God. work right next to where the Power Rangers would come out to meet people, <laughs> and I worked with a, a, one of my coworkers is a huge Power Ranger. What was a huge Power Rangers fan? So I this is
1: going to give way too much of my personal life, but um, I remember I always wanted to see the Ninja Turtles at Hollywood Studios, and I never got to. And then when I was in a position in my life when I was freely able to go to Hollywood's Disney's MGM Studios at the time, whenever I felt like um i was hoping to see the ninja turtles and was disappointed to find out they were not a thing anymore this also by the way happened to me when i tried to go to the nickelodeon studios at universal studios florida and no one warned me yeah that was a bad day um so anyway one day i'm walking around disney mgm studios knowing that i don't get to see the ninja turtles and all of a sudden there's this loud metal music around me it was a slow day in the park and then these power rangers come out of like seemingly nowhere and are running around me doing flips and kicks. And like, it was a slow day in the park. So they're playing to like the one person they see, which was me. (laughs) It was the single most disorienting thing that has ever happened to me in a theme park because it was just, I, I don't know how to describe it to you as I was just walking around enjoying my day. And all of a sudden, loud metal music and power rangers kicking at my face it was it's just, gotta be like was...
0: surreal because like the power rangers are probably the most true to their character face characters of all time right because they look exactly how they look on tv they yeah. are the same mm-hmm. those are
2: the power rangers that are in front of you
0: <laughs> yeah. it was so weird uh, i was so
1: scared i didn't know what was happening <laughs>
2: I feel like I need to bring up, just while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to talk about meeting the Ninja Turtles, coming out of their shells. Do you remember the Coming Out of Their Shells tour? No. I did not go to this. I was a little, a little too young for it. But in 1990, they put out an album called Coming Out of Their Shells. I believe it was a rock album or something. But they did a big like arena tour, too.
1: They were coming out to Battle Claustrophobia?
2: Oh was my it, gosh. Here we go. It was uh
1: <laughs> Thank you, Peach. Band, okay, so
2: they were yeah, they did a they, they did an appearance on Regis and Kathy Lee on um on Re, on uh me, Oprah. Yeah, but it was like a... Oh so they, they did the tour and they released the soundtrack and it had like a whole uh, plot, too, about how they were fighting the Shredder and Baxter and everything. Uh, it was sponsored by Pizza Hut, because of course it was. Um, Wait, why not Domino's? I don't I don't understand the pizza tie-ins. They switched. You know, it, everyone's got to get a piece. And, yeah. They appeared on Larry King Live. Uh, yeah, this is, it was just, it was a thing. Oh my god, Sherry Renee Scott played April O'Neil? I don't know if any of you are Broadway musical fans. Um, no. Sharon A. Scott, like, she's legit. I saw her in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, I think she's won Tony Awards. Wait, uh, there's a Dirty Rotten Scoundrels music- musical? Yeah, John Lithgow was in it. Uh, John Lithgow and Norbert Leo Butts. It was very good. Um, I want to see that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so she played April O'Neil on the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. I never knew that, so that's weird for me. She played Ursula in Little Mermaid as well, which was weird casting. Because I don't you know she doesn't look like ursula like at all
1: her head hasn't fallen off dangling by wires nope no all right, uh, all right in,
0: yeah. it's time we start talking about this damn movie
1: yeah um, yeah don't tell me what to do film background release this off for as long as i could
0: before peaches and i were even born <laughs> at the height of turtle mania Shut up. by then small and independent <clears throat> Noonline cinema directed by steve Barron, the costumes for the turtles and splinter were designed by jim henson and his creature Shop, making it one of henson's last projects before his untimely death the story was primarily drawn from the mirage comic but took some design and character aspects from the cartoon despite mixed reviews it grossed 200 million worldwide making it the highest grossing independent film until the blair witch project what <laughs> wow it- so they cover this once again in the toys that made us, but it was a cla- like it was it's like a cult classic. There are people that like swear by this movie. This this movie launched them further than they've ever been. And just already just
2: thinking like, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as an independent film. Yeah, everyone's saying that's like, I guess, but.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it just, do you think of Star Wars as an independent film? I just wish the like there was nothing like really it at worse. the time. I'm sure now because we've gone so far and there have been so many movies that are not necessarily like this because I don't think there are too many movies like this, but that are more of no. this sort of comic booky. You know, w- we get pretty weird with our movies nowadays. I think at this time, movies didn't get this weird.
2: Yeah, you'd had Batman the year before, like- but
1: and this was a lot more faithful to its source material than you'd usually get from a movie like this back then too like this movie is is unapologetically the ninja turtles
2: yeah
3: in the comic did they have dialogue that didn't make sense to have back and forth is that what you're saying (laughs) peach it was a comic book
0: (laughs) oh okay well never mind they did (laughs) that's why it sounds weird in a movie (laughs) So, the film opens with a television news reporter, April O'Neil, talking about a crime wave hitting New York with a complete lack of eyewitnesses. As she talks, we see ninjas stealing electronics and driving away in vans. To be fair- His <laughs> is all in his hands. To be fair, <laughs> ninjas are not the ones stealing the electronics. Young children are stealing them, and then- handing them but off they, to another young child who hands it off to another young child who eventually hands it off to them. That ninjas. wallet, they handed a guy's wallet who had no idea his wallet had even been stolen
3: from the first kid. They handed that wallet to six other kids before they delivered it to the ninjas. Why were the ninjas make necessary
1: for the end of the plot if not the beginning of the plot? <laughs> I
3: guess. Um, the
1: thing that I put
0: my head also, in my-
3: my head and my hands for was because the news report that starts the movie off. I don't remember the exact quote because I got bombarded by other shitty quotes throughout the whole movie. But April O'Neil says something along the lines of like, um, it, the, the scene in the, or the, oh, what's the, something in the city is, is very bad. Hold on. That's I have the to script say up. It's, just... it's not very good. Or something along the lines.
2: The dialogue that stood out for me for that news report was her saying, clearly these are all related. And I'm like, is it clear?
4: <laughs> is it yeah, let me right? see if I can find how it. How do we, how do we on,
1: decide no, this no, is Peach, all related. I have the script up so you guys fill time. While I, uh, More than just a series of small isolated incidents. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Much more than just a series of small isolated incidents. It's apparently, It's apparent an organized criminal element is at work. And at the moment, business is good. Uh, so good, in fact, there appear to be no eyewitnesses to any of these crimes with complaints ranging from purse snatching to breaking and entering. Police switchboards have been swamped with angry voices of more and more citizens who have fallen prey to the recent surge of crime that continues to plague the city. Instead of getting better, things have gotten worse.
3: Yeah,
4: there it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Instead of getting better, things have gotten worse. Um, Also, why would they? I feel like this was a big at Ghostbusters for some reason when she goes, yes, Who are we who are going to call? Gonna call? Yes. Unfortunately, uh-huh. the police. <laughs> yes, I mean, um,
0: props but uh, yeah it's like okay it was ahead it, of us yes.
3: <laughs> you could still call the police you could still call the police in the 90s
2: yeah well she goes uh, yeah she goes unfortunately the police are the only ones we can call
0: there's this ludicrous issue you could call a social
2: worker to deal with the ninjas
0: <laughs> with a the lady watching her TV and she like waves her hand and is like no this is stupid and she turns away and as she turned away somebody takes her TV. <laughs> Yes. Yes!
1: (laughs) Also, when I was re-watching this, in my head I was thinking they're going to build up to the ninjas. They're going to build up to the ninjas. Because it had been a while and I'm like, they're going to reveal ninjas. No, the first scene in the movie is just, there's ninjas in New York. There's ninjas.
2: (laughs) These children are stealing for the ninjas.
1: (laughs) And I I remember the exact moment, the first time I saw the foot plan, I got, wait how long is this movie? And I pause it like it's an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, they're not messing around at all. There's there will be no buildup in this movie.
0: Let me tell you one thing. This movie is an hour and a half and feels like two and a half hours. It (laughs) it goes on for so long, so much longer than it needs to. And it's only an hour and a half.
1: Right. That farm sequence in my memory, that farm sequence was a full hour all in itself. And yeah. rewatching it, it's only like five minutes, but it continues to feel like a full hour all in itself. Yeah,
2: I say you know, Age of Ultron ripped this movie off. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I realized that's where Joss Whedon got the structure for Age of Ultron. I was like, you know what we need is a farm break,
3: <laughs> and we've all basically rated uh, Age of Ultron comparatively to the rest of the MCU as low as we're gonna rate this movie.
1: Yeah. Also, um, I, I want to point I, yeah. out just a moment that. I think we already see why I was stalling getting to the movie.
2: We're <laughs> yeah, talking about the pacing being different from a modern superhero movie, and how you said they don't waste any time by showing the ninjas in the okay. opening scene. I would forgotten Casey Jones was in this. I feel like, and again, I haven't seen the Michael Bay ones, but I feel like Casey Jones is your mid-credits teaser now in a Ninja Turtles yep. reboot. So you're like, oh god, the sequel's gonna have Casey Jones, right. guys. Because that's like what the, Michael Bay the Power Rangers reboot is. did that. The teaser was about Tommy Oliver.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
2: And then we never got the sequel. Jerks.
0: <sighs>
2: <laughs> Continue. That was a good movie,
3: though, by the way.
0: The Power Rangers one? Yes. The reboot? You thought it was good?
3: I thought it was entertaining. What? I did. Okay. I, was, I, saw it in, I saw it in theaters. I had a good time. It was an interesting okay. take.
0: I, I think... liked
1: it better than Bewitched.
0: Let me say, I think I liked Wonder Woman 84 better than I liked that Power Rangers movie.
2: Oh, I still have a okay. bunch of Wonder Woman 84. Time out.
3: I, I expected that Power Rangers movie to be the cheesiness that I remember as a kid, and it delivered. I expected Wonder Woman 84 to not be a flaming pile of dog shit. And I was wrong. So That goes well on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway,
0: as she leaves the station following the broadcast, April walks in on teenagers stealing news equipment. They attack her, but she is rescued by an unseen figure wielding a pair of sais. One of them is left behind and she takes it.
2: I also let out a pair of sais watching this scene. <laughs>
0: April's defenders turn out to be four giant anthropomorphic turtles who are celebrating the rescue as they make their way to their home in the sewers. They meet with their father figure, a giant rat named Splinter. <laughs> it that way It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> who attempts to convince them to meditate. You, I love this whole interaction where they come home and, they're, and Splinter was like where have you guys been and they're like we helped somebody and then he's like were you seen and they're like no and he's like remember not being seen is the most important thing and then two seconds later they're like "Raf, where are you going and he's like I'm gonna go watch a movie
1: I'm <laughs> gonna go watch a movie Also, also you got that trench that. On I had forgotten fun. there was a peewee's big adventure reference in the ninja turtles movie
2: <laughs> i'm sitting there when they're singing ninjutsu to uh the tune of tequila i'm like bold choice to do a tequila scene when peewee's great adventure is already the best i mean you're not going to top that for tequila scenes in a movie
0: <laughs> Raphael, the owner of the psy left behind for april is annoyed by their antics and leaves to clear his head to go see a movie <laughs> And he, he dons his iconic trench coat and hat but to go not the see human the human face,
1: not the rubber human face.
0: No, just a hat <laughs> and trench coat. And he, like, walks, like, does, does all my crosswalks and stuff with people. And he's just like, oh, hey, what's up? Just
3: Nobody hat. notices until his hat falls off. Yeah. Comic
2: book logic. I mean, I mean, speaking from experience
0: to, uh, off the hood. <laughs>
2: Speaking from experience, I have dealt with celebrities and not realized who they were because they had a hat and glasses on. Yeah,
1: I didn't wear, recognize Chris yeah. Evans when he was literally wearing an Infinity War hat. Yeah. Damn.
3: Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I had to be told it was Scarlett Johansson when I met her because she had her whole face painted. Because it was um, during one of the Halloween parties, and her face was painted like a skull.
3: That's really smart, actually. Yeah.
0: What a What a day. Uh, we see the turtle's <laughs> love of pizza when Michelangelo orders a product placement Domino's pizza from the viewer <laughs> and stiffs the delivery driver there is so much product placement <laughs> in this movie and I think Burger all King, wow. King yeah, the old
1: new logo yep <laughs> yeah that was my thought too I'm like oh that's what Burger King looks like starting tomorrow
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I thought this movie was hilarious <laughs> I did too <laughs> but i wasn't it was like i wasn't laughing with the movie i was laughing at the movie like it was not i thought the movie was funny but i think for all the reasons it probably didn't want me to think it was funny but some of the things it did were kind of funny like (laughs) what mikey tells the pizza guy forgiveness is divine but never pay full price for late pizza i thought that was hilarious (laughs) Uh, and the guy doesn't even nice. care. He's
3: like, I gotta get a new <laughs> <Right>? route.
2: <laughs> Do pizza delivery guys have routes? Is that, like, know, like, like, is that voice. how that works? You go Gosh. for the delivery... Like, you just get a bunch of pizzas and wait for the to order one. You're like, Well, that's on my way.
0: No, no, no. They all sit in a line at the pizza shop and then they wait for the, the phone to ring. And then they, they all like get up and they're all looking and they're like, Fifth Street. And then one of them is like, Yeah. And the rest of them are like, Oh, shit, it's not on my way.
2: <laughs> that's the most cost effective way to do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think this movie is hilarious, but for all the wrong reasons. And I think, I mean, we're going to talk about how bad this movie is, but this movie is pretty bad. But it's also hilarious in how bad it is. Like, I didn't have an awful time watching it because I thought it was so bad that it made me laugh.
2: It's fun bad, I think, in some Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep four times. Oh, my God. (laughs) Were they all
0: during the farm scene? Because I wouldn't blame you. (laughs)
3: Twice they were during the farce.
0: <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get some new
1: listener that was so excited and loves this movie and he's gonna be so mad right about now.
0: <laughs> They're not gonna be mad. We spent an hour and a half talking about toys. We spent an hour and a half. Hold on, we spent like an hour talking about Power Rangers and then 30 minutes talking about the Ninja Turtles.
3: Okay, that's fair, but they probably like the Power Rangers. I listen to this for Goosebumps. goosebumps. i swear we're gonna get rl stein to sponsor us one day
1: honestly he seems to have a sense of humor he might
0: yeah
1: i don't
2: see the joke he uh uh, i mean he's the winner of the rl stein Awards this (laughs) year like
0: 19
1: years in a row (laughs) yeah
0: where were we while walking, Raphael stops a purse snatching in a park and runs into another vigilante wearing a hockey mask and using stop a snatching your purse. <laughs> <and> using a <laughs> hockey bag full of sports equipment as weapons, the vigilante introduces himself as Casey Jones, and Raphael stops him from beating up the purse snatchers to teach them a lesson. Jones instead attacks Raphael and wins the fight with a cricket bat.
1: Also, it- also <laughs> you got to eat crumpets to understand cricket. <laughs> Which is a line I think about a lot. Also, he judges him <laughs> he judges him for having a Jose Canseco bat, which is that one was weird because now that feels like a hilarious joke because Jose Canseco was the butt of so many jokes today. But when this movie came mm-hmm. out, he was two years removed from being the MVP and one year removed from winning the World Series. So I don't really understand. <laughs> but...
2: This is just like when Daredevil made one of the Mets. <laughs> The parallels continue.
3: <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: now you know why they made feel the Mets.
4: <laughs>
1: what a deep cut. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: continuing with storylines I didn't really care for. April is confronted by her boss, Charles, who tries to convince her to back <coughs> off her investigation of the mysterious Foot Clan that is being blamed for the crime wave. As he does, Charles's son, Danny... God damn it, Danny. (laughs) Steal from her wallet.
2: That sounds just like him. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Young Iron Fist.
0: April meets the Turtles. I'm sorry. After meeting with the police about the foot, April is confronted by foot clan ninjas in the subway. She is knocked unconscious, but rescued by Raphael, who takes her back to the Turtles' sewer hideout, but he is followed by a foot ninja. April meets the Turtles' Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. And Splinter tells her the story of how Splinter found them as babies in a chemical spill in the sewer which <laughs> transformed all of them to their current state and how he taught them the way of the ninja as he raised them. But like half-morphed <laughs> turtles were the scariest <laughs> thing <laughs> so radical, radical! Radical!
4: Radical! 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 Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh that's good and watching that scene is how I remembered that I have actually seen it because I was like have I watched this movie and when I got to that scene I was like yes I have because I remember this it was the only specific part of the movie I remembered but I remembered that and how
1: their first words. The were... grainy filter they use for flashbacks is amazing. Yes. I will also say
3: one thing I did enjoy about the movie were the actual real turtles that were walking around in the radioactive slime. <laughs> <salon>. Yeah, <laughs> but they couldn't get an actual real
2: rat. By the way, listeners, if if you want to watch this movie, uh, if you this is available on HBO Max, uh, if you want to watch it yourself, this and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. You should not watch this movie.
3: You should just keep your memories of this movie from the past and
1: listen to us. You'll see, but that's wrong. My memories of this movie have been improved in the last 24 hours. Uh, (laughs) I'm not saying they started from a high spot.
3: (laughs) You polished a turd. (laughs) Polished a turtle.
0: (laughs) Chris, uh... So now that we've been introduced to all of the characters, we have been introduced to the turtles, you've been introduced to the splinter, this movie we've talked, it's not good. But some of this, (laughs) like I personally think the look of the actors in these turtle suits is iconic. And it is like an image that I will never get out of my head. Like this look for the turtles is one that is just to me, like it's going to be remembered forever.
2: Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job, first of all, of capturing the look of the characters. They look like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. It's, it is so impressive to me, and I'm a big Muppet fan, big Jim Henson fan, uh, of and practical effects in general, especially creature effects. And the fact that they made this movie... So this movie came out in 1990, and the first... CGI was used a lot through the the '90s, and, and maybe I forget when Young. I oh know Young Sherlock Holmes was the first one to have a CGI sequence, and I forget when that came out. '89, '90, 90, wasn't like that. Then Jurassic Park, Terminator, The Abyss, a lot of those uh, really started bringing CGI into the theaters. But the Phantom Menace, Star Wars Episode One, was the first one to have a character who was a main character who was completely a CGI creation, Jar Jar Binks. Who so was that? Yeah. It was was, um, representative Jar Jar. This movie came out nine years before that. They made a Ninja Turtles movie with four Ninja Turtles and Master Splinter completely using animatronics, puppets, costumes. Like, they... It works! And, and, And I think that lends it a charm. Uh... That because you know they would never even try that today. They they wouldn't,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and they haven't. Was, Michael Bay, yeah, because the, with, with the rebooted one, it was all done uh, with CGI, which makes sense. You have more freedom with CGI to do things, but I think there is still something to be said for doing it on the day on set. You know, having the actors interacting with the with these characters, and there, there's just some something. Good and and they're it's really well done, I, I think for the time. There's just something it makes it more fun, you know. This same movie done uh, if you if you didn't change anything about this movie except for make the turtle CGI and Splinter CGI, it would be a worse movie, I think. Yeah,
0: it would lose a lot of its the little charm that it has.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I well, and so and we'll get more into this as we go on. I did not like this movie when I was a kid for a handful of reasons. And in re-watching this, I liked it. I'm not I'm not going to say I, I particularly liked it, but I did dislike it less than I remember. And I think a lot of that is exactly what you said. When I was a kid, I was kind of disappointed in how the turtles looked. And now I miss practical effects in films. And so seeing these Jim Henson puppets, and I also miss Jim Henson, oh, yeah. um, seeing these Jim Henson puppets, puppets in this movie like they are charming and they're fun and i like seeing it it was actually a great take that they would not do anymore now the downside of that is the action sequence are really really stilted because of the costumes yeah and disappointing jurassic park did it right of having a blend of practical effects as much as you can cgi when you can't and i mean the first jurassic park movie and the first Jurassic Park movie
0: only yes. got that right. Yes. But I will argue um, that the one scene that I did watch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 looks like they mm-hmm. improved the costumes to where the mobility is a little better and they're able to do stunts a little better and the action looks. Yeah, I do not remember that. Movie. I only so the watched, one scene you watched. Go uh, Ninja, Ninja Row. <laughs> vanilla,
2: vanilla Ice. Vanilla
0: Ice. And yeah. the action was a little better. You know, speaking of yeah. this, uh, r- sort of related. <laughs> Okay, I've been uh, on, as you guys know, and for listeners, I have been on a huge Lord of the Rings kick recently. And on my way back- Good, everyone should be. I was listening to a podcast. Um, I've watched all the movies, and I've watched all the Hobbit movies too. And I was listening to a podcast on the first Hobbit movie. And they talked about how Ian McKellen, who plays Gandalf, hated filming that movie because in Mm -hmm. the first three movies, they used a lot of practical effects and forced perspective- for him to do a lot of his scenes with the Hobbits. And in the Hobbit movies, they had him on an entirely separate set and they would green screen him into those scenes. And he'd wear like a microphone in his ear to do the scenes. And they'd do, they'd play out at the same time, but he'd be in a whole other building. And he hated that because he he felt alone to all those different actors. And so he basically just despised filming those movies. And some of that might come out on screen. Uh, definitely not when yeah. he has his weird relationship with Gadriel. Am I right? Or Galadriel? Am I right?
2: He's just so happy yeah. to see someone else on set with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's intense. I, I think, I think the sweet spot is as much practical as you can CGI when you can't. And and I do think this movie could be improved by using some computer generated graphics in the action sequences. But I'm with Chris. I don't think it's improved by the characters being not puppets i I think that's actually that holds up very well even better than i remember i
0: think it's what these movies are and i mean we have seen and i don't know if we want to talk about this because i don't know how many of you have seen it we have seen them if they are all cgi the turtles Uh... and it is not that successful it's those movies aren't good
2: no, they're not. They also changed the character designs. They changed the character designs. Weird.
0: Those movies aren't really about the Ninja they Turtles. Noses, they're about... Like human noses. April O'Neil. That's yep. the same crap that they did with Transformers, okay. is that those movies okay. weren't enough about the robots. Yes. And right. who do you think directed these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies?
2: Mm-hmm. Well... I mean technically Michael Bay was just the producer, I, I think, I of apologize. the intro. Yeah, you get what No, I mean. but but still it's it's the same His thing. His
0: hands are all I over those movies. That. And yeah. you could
2: uh... Yeah. No, sometimes um someone produces a movie and it feels like they might as well have directed yeah. it. Not, you stuff. You know, yeah. Nightmare for Christmas as well. Like that feels like a Tim Burton movie, even if he didn't technically direct it. So so yeah, you know, you're not wrong to, to make to make that parallel. It's absolutely that's the kind of movie Michael Bay makes. Yep.
0: Just a complete misunderstanding of the property. Uh, yeah,
2: it's like...
0: And yeah. those movies could be really good, but they're just not.
1: Pete, real quick, just since you had never seen this before, how did you feel about the Turtles' like, physical design?
3: That, I will say, is the one thing I did like about it. Okay, I don't disagree cool. with anything you guys just said. I, okay. I kind of... I don't think it was as impressive as the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park level of well, like no. animatronics and costumes. no,
2: no, no. No, 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 but no. It, no.
3: It, it definitely was not something that gave the movie negative points. Um, other than the fact that sometimes the dialogue was not properly synced up with them moving their mouths. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're Muppets. Yeah.
3: I know, but sometimes like they weren't even moving their mouths and talking was happening.
0: So the Turtles go home with April with a group the group of friends, but after eating dinner with her, they return to their hideout ransacked and Splinter missing. They return to April's apartment to ask her for her help finding Splinter, while Charles visits to warn April to stop annoying the police in her investigation. As he does, Danny notices the Turtles <laughs> hiding in the
2: apartment. Annoy the police.
0: <laughs> uh, Danny and his father have a fight about Danny's delinquent behavior in the drive home, and Danny suddenly jumps out and runs away. He ends up in a warehouse full of teens engaging in various fun and games, while also being trained to that. be ninjas for the foot and smoking. <laughs> read yeah.
1: that sentence. Please read that sentence again with a straight face. Various <laughs> <laughs> fun and
2: games. Uh, Look, it's fun from Pinocchio, is what it is, but with ninjas. <laughs> The Foot
0: are called to a meeting where their leader, a man adorned in giant bladed armor called the Shredder, tells them the Foot is their only family, and we are shown Splinter hanging in chains. Brutal scene, too. Like, Splinter yeah, hanging yeah. there is, like, super brutal and dark. Man.
2: So here's what went through my mind when Shredder comes in and starts talking. First, I thought, oh, first of all, we didn't mention that they they went down Bleecker Street earlier, so I was looking for the Sanctum Sanctorum. and did not see it um but i'm sitting there shredders talking i'm like he sounds like general grievous uh there Uh, he has like the same echo to his voice the same kind of accent but then he goes i am your father i'm like okay no he's vader now all right
0: (laughs) also justin hammer is there
2: (laughs) yes also (laughs) justin hammer is there yes rockwell i didn't even
3: realize watching it that that was him He's the introductory guy. Yeah. He shows everyone around. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, at April's apartment, Raphael and Leonardo get in a fight. Basically the start of any Ninja Turtles property ever. Uh, with yep. Raph doubting Leo's leadership. Where have we seen that before? And Leo telling Raph the group doesn't need him. I feel like this is the like precipice of every single yes Ninja Turtles story ever. Is Raphael and Leonardo get into a fight Raph tells Leonardo he's a bad leader, and Leonardo's like, "We don't even need you." And like Raphael goes off to do his own thing, and that's like where the whole movie is. Like I remember, I don't know if you guys saw the 2000, I think it was 2007, the TMNT movie.
2: Uh huh. I didn't see it. But which is that was weird, like, which cartoon is, animation. Yeah, it was like right. weird. And it's technically animation.
1: the fourth yeah. movie in this series. It's which is oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that it's, it's connected to this and, movie. That's uh, yeah,
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought interesting. it was a decent yeah. movie. But it, I, to be fair, I watched it many years ago, and I my opinions have probably changed. But I thought at yeah. the time it was fine.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it. I just know that it's part of this continuity, which is an interesting choice. Sean Astin
3: played Raphael in that. I'm looking so this up. So
1: Sean Astin has been too? No, he was Raphael in, in the... And Seth Green was Leonardo. Um. Oh, was this the one? And in the 2012 cartoon, Leonardo was Jason Biggs. Right. What Rafael were you saying about
0: this? And clear his head, oh. And is spotted by Casey Jones before being attacked by foot ninjas. The fight is taken inside April's apartment. Raphael is knocked out, and Casey Jones arrives to help even the odds. The fight ends up causing a fire burning down April's apartment as the turtles, Casey, and O'Neill escape. Danny watches regret <laughs> as April's apartment burns down. I
3: hated, <laughs> I hated how he had like a halberd which was metal (laughs) on the end and wooden the rest of the way through and he chops the electrical wire goes the most cartoon (laughs) and then the whole place catches on fire (laughs) god it was so bad
0: Uh, the heroes run to april's family farm to hide out Raphael comes out of his coma and makes up with Leonardo. I, I loved this scene because it's like April at a door, and you can tell she's looking at Raphael because she's like looking with concern. And you're like, she's looking at Raphael right now. And then it pans to him, and he's sideways in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Out.
0: like it's like legs <laughs> sticking out like
2: you... he just like dumped him in you,
0: there it looks like
1: he's a dead body and they just dumped him in the tub I wanted to believe
3: that she filled it with a little bit of water thinking that maybe <laughs> well, that would at help at one point
1: she that. like pours
0: water on his back yeah right and yeah. the way
1: she does it's weird she like puts it in his hand and like sprinkles droplets on his shell that he'll never know were there <laughs> Dump the ball on the lady! He's an amphibian! (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not an amphibian. He's amphibious. He's a reptile.
0: Raphael comes out of his coma and makes up with Leonardo. The group have a telepathic encounter with Splinter over a fire and decide to return to rescue him. Of
2: course. That's a a ninja power.
0: (laughs) In his guilt, Danny meets with Splinter, who begins to get through to Danny and convince him his father cares for him by saying all fathers care for their sons. Uh, I take issue
2: with that. I mean, I, I have a great relationship with my father, but I, yeah. like, you know, that's not a great message,
1: because there are some fathers. All remote. fathers care for their sons.
2: Uh, and he might be like, your father, but he's not your rat daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I get that I get that it's supposed to be, oh, Splinter misses his children. And that's supposed to be a sweet moment, like, yeah, but that's not a good pearl of wisdom
0: there
2: yeah. i mean he's a rat <laughs> like, how
0: much wisdom can he have
2: apparently can we talk about okay the i i i need to to well you know i'm gonna hold off until we get until we get to it there's, there's a better part where i can talk about this so but i have thoughts about splinter
0: donatello called <clears throat> When the Turtles return to New York, they find Danny hiding in their home. At night, Danny sneaks back to the foot lair, but is followed by Casey. Donatello calls Casey claustrophobic, to which Casey responds, I've never even looked at another man. Hey, peaches. That took me
1: a minute. When I was...
0: You really like yeah. this movie, huh?
3: Guys, this movie, I, I, we've been all jokes about this the whole time, and it took us, this might be a record an hour and a half to start talking about the movie today. Like this movie sucks. <laughs> and I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, listeners that I'm going to shit on this movie. You might've been looking forward to this episode. Maybe it's a thing that you liked from your childhood. Here's the thing. Hold on. Let
1: me stop. you real real quick. I am the audience for this episode. I liked the stuff we talked okay. about, not the movie. So don't worry about that. I know. <laughs> I know, but I watched it with my roommate, who was
3: not happy with oh, me no. listening to my oh, no. movie. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if I would have watched this as a kid, I might have liked this. I, I might have liked this when I was a young peach, and I might have liked it now if I had the nostalgia for it from when I was a kid. But like, I spent, uh, I spent a significant portion of the movie sleeping by accident. And I spent a, a much more significant portion of the movie with my head buried in my hands out of embarrassment, like the secondhand embarrassment of when just things happen on a screen. This line in particular, where they make a homophobia joke, which would not work in 2021. Um, I
1: mean, it probably the last... didn't
3: Also, for the, the record, record
0: either, the. Joke no. doesn't
1: yeah. even work because homophobic doesn't mean you're no. looking at other men but continue. <laughs> he heard he
3: heard phobic and that was the joke was oh phobia i am not gay. I,
2: but i am
1: homophobic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but like i can like i could I can point out so many things about this that are bad. There's not a single good character in the movie. It feels like whoever wrote this, it was their first thing they ever wrote. Not even first movie. Like, first time they've ever written in the English language was the script for this movie. (laughs) Every actor that they used in this movie, have they ever acted again? I know Corey Feldman was in it. Um,
1: But he he was the voice. Uh, April was in that Halloween movie from the Disney Channel that everyone we've ever dated likes. She's so a, bad. She's okay. the mom
0: in Halloween Town.
1: <laughs> oh. oh
3: my god, is she really? She
0: is.
2: Oh no. Okay, so they're wow. all terrible. Um like and here's uh, the, the Casey Jones so, guy, actually I looked at his IMDB, he's got a surprising amount of credits to his name.
3: Fair enough. But most of the dialogue in the movie is completely useless. Yeah. And he's uh, the thing that Rockwell has been in other things. <laughs> I, I know I'm, let me be hyperbolic okay not My ass. here's the thing that, that like irked me the most and i don't know why this irked me the most but it did uh, splinter tells the origin story of the turtles twice in this yes. movie he yes. tells a long version and a short slightly shorter version in the origin story he says that he found all of them at the same time playing in radioactive material why do 3 of them have a California accent and Raphael has a thick New York accent? How how did that happen? And it's so stereotypically thick. He's like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'm going out to watch a movie." Every single Peaches. thing. All jerks have Brooklyn accents. I guess I guess that's what they wanted to convey, but everyone else is like, "Yo, hang loose, dude." Like Calabunga, here's my skateboard, and Raphael's completely different. <laughs> it just doesn't does not compute. I don't know. This movie's terrible. It's fun to it's fun to watch it. it. It was fun to watch it for the purpose of this podcast, but I'm never going back to that movie. I'm never going to watch it
2: again. All right. Since we've talked about him talking about his origin story twice, I yeah. the so so the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they got covered in ooze and mutated and eventually became teenagers and were trained to be ninjas by the rat who also grew to human size because of the ooze and mutated and was able to talk because of the ooze. But he learned the ninja stuff when he was just a regular rat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching his master. Yoshi. And,
0: they, they, oh and
2: they cut to the, the little ears, rat doing mini he digits. learned from
0: his master Yoshi one more time, because he says it like 16 <laughs> times in the movie, that he learned by watching his master Yoshi just over and over again.
2: Just in case you were having trouble accepting the rat doing karate. <laughs> Which I wasn't until I found out that he could do it before he mutated. <laughs> 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 then i started having a little bit of trouble with it also yeah, fun was, fact that was another thing kevin clash was the puppeteer and voice of uh master splinter you probably know him better as elmo and uh and the baby from uh, uh dinosaurs
1: i think master splinter's had a party <laughs> i think you enjoy this movie master ninja. not the ninja
3: I think to enjoy this movie properly, you have to go into it not caring about 95% of things that you normally like about movies.
1: (laughs) You just have to forget everything you like about movies. You know, part of what I didn't like about this movie, having not read the comic before this was that splinter started out as a rat not a human who turned into a rat now i now understand that that is the case in the comic but in the cartoon he was a human that turned into a rat which for the whole like karate thing and the whole rivalry with the the shredder thing which you know we'll get more into that makes more sense i think the cartoon made a good choice with that
3: I don't know. I like. I like regular rat learning karate. <laughs> I agree with downward.
1: And the way he holds his hand when he's dead.
0: <laughs> Danny talks to Splinter again and learns about Splinter's past. Uh, when he was just a regular rat, Splinter was the pet of a warrior in Japan who competed with another. Roku Saki, for the love of a woman. When Splinter's master and his wife ran to America, Saki killed them both in jealousy. Splinter injured Saki's face in a. An- I I know you meant anger, but- I, don't know <laughs> why I wrote that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is he a fan
0: of Arm Guard? And Saki sliced Splinter's ear before escaping. Uh- Splinter then reveals Oroku Saki the Shredder himself to a shaken Danny, even though it's literally the most obvious thing that anyone could possibly see at this point. It's been telegraphed 600,000 times. <laughs> uh, the Shredder finds them talking, realizes the turtles are back, and sends the Foot after them, <laughs> then orders his right-hand man to kill Splinter. I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, Danny and Casey are able to rescue Splinter and convince several of the recruits that the Foot Clan is not a family by saying, this is not a family. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he has a point
0: and they're like yeah
1: <laughs> everything, he's right. everything splinter says splinter doesn't have to like use arguments he just says things and people believe him because i guess when a talking rat is telling you things you know it's you just don't you don't question it.
2: <laughs> it it's it's too bad that james avery only played shredder on the cartoon and not in this yes. it would have been great to have someone <laughs> walk into Shredder and go, "You are not my father."
0: <laughs> the turtles are attacked by the foot, but able to easily. Take Shredder out. don't want me, man. Dozens of ninjas <laughs> in a fight, stretching from the sewer through the street and up to a rooftop. Atop the roof, the Shredder confronts the turtles alone and easily beats them in combat. He's able to subdue Leonardo, convincing the others if they drop their weapons, he will spare Leo admitting
2: i have an yep. issue with their strategy of let's take him on one at a time <laughs> right well
3: that's very um bad guy
2: logic of them
3: well
0: i had an issue with yeah it right at the beginning like after the first two so the first guy goes up and is like i get it the first time because you're like oh this is just another guy let me let me whoop uh-huh. his butt and then he slips and gets hit and then the second guy goes up and you're like okay maybe that first one was just a fluke and then he gets hit And then they play rock paper scissors to decide who's going to be the next one to fight the Shredder. At that point, I was like, "All right, well, maybe you should all fight him together now." First (laughs) couple times, I thought it was fine. Admitting to bluffing, Shredder prepares to kill Leonardo before Splinter arrives and taunts the Shredder over the injury to his face. (laughs) Uh, Scratch you, good back then. What's up, ugly? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, what you that hey
0: scratch face what you got there? <coughs> robbie as our resident expert of ninja turtles and apparently not the power rangers no it sounds like you are <laughs> uh the splinter shredder rivalry uh is it really what it usually is isn't it well and it's also just
1: not Handled well in the movie. Well, I know, uh, Peaches. I'm really. Apo- I'm going to apologize ahead of time for saying something in this movie wasn't handled well. But like, okay, so you have this moment where Splinter arrives on the rooftop, and it's this show-stopping moment. You know, stops, uh, uh, stops the Shredder dead in his tracks when he's about to kill Leonardo and probably the other turtles. And oh no, there's that rat, and it's this moment of you know the, the villain. You know, running into his foil it's it's big and dramatic and and you know again, show stopping, but like the film has not earned this moment. Two seconds prior the shredder found out the rat had a name. He is not his rival. he is not they have <laughs> they, he does not know who he is they' they have no prior connection um, but it the movie treats it like it is like, oh, yeah, Splinter's gonna be a badass and stand up to his his uh His arch nemesis. Nah, they don't. Shredder doesn't know who he is. Kill the turtle and get back to killing everyone else. Um, And then, and then Shredder gets in this total rage over the scar on his face, which I just didn't buy fits with the characterization prior. Like I just, he seems to be a lot more calm and cool and collected than. Wait, I have a scar. (laughs) Talking rat made fun of me. Like, like he's completely in control. And then, then a rat reminds him of his scar. Also, speaking of the talking rat making fun of him. I'm not funny. He's mad, of, he's mad about the scar on his face. But he's not at all jarred to discover that that talking rat... Oh, that's the little rat that scratched me all these years ago. Like, he doesn't even stop to think, wait, what happened here? How did... How did the rat become, how did you, like, you wouldn't stop. You wouldn't stop and ask. You know, you've got his son at at spear point. You can probably, like, hold on. Before we continue, I need you to tell me how you're talking and also the size of a man. Like, it just, (laughs) what happened? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just so mad about the scratch on his face that he's just going to lose all control. But here's the other thing. Everything I've just said is about how mad he is over this ancient scratch on his face. So why didn't he kill the damn rat the first time if he's so mad about it? Like, he's so mad. He's so mad. I have to stop what I'm doing and kill you right this moment. But years ago, I just need to cut your ear off and run. Like, why? What is happening here? What is this rivalry? What is what is? I told you. (laughs) <laughs> this
3: was someone's first writing
1: ever and the entire climax of the film hinges on this moment it doesn't make any sense and and it's it's played off well enough that there was like this mo- like like i do buy into it for a second of yeah get him splinter with wait what's why is it like this <laughs> i don't and then also it just shredder was underused in this film anyway he's he, his, his mask is too bulky, that's kind of stupid, but he's an alright villain, but he doesn't do anything but give a couple speeches, and then get pwned by an old rat that a minute ago was limping. Like, I just...
3: He doesn't I even show up until what, like like, right. 50 minutes into yep. the movie?
1: Yeah, the villain in this he's movie barely... Right, the villain in this movie barely exists. His entire... The only quality he brings is that you know who he is before watching the movie. But if you isolate this movie, Shredder is a worthless villain and
0: yeah, this movie isn't about villains, it's about vibes. You're just feeling the uh, vibes yeah. as you watch the movie. It's not about plot, it's about, you know, pizza and just, turtles and Why did he cut powers, off man? the ear of a tiny rat and run away from it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Why is it a rivalry over a face scratch?
3: Have you played Final Fantasy VIII? No. Okay, well, someone out there is going to understand that super deep cut.
0: (laughs) Like the cut on Shredder's face. Uh, Literally. Shredder angrily lunges at Splinter, but Splinter is able to casually toss his master's murder over the side of the building (laughs) because he does some weird nunchuck thing where he grabs onto the staff with the nunchuck and flips him somehow. I don't know. Uh, His master's murder over the side of the building where he falls into a garbage truck driven by Casey Jones. Jones activates the compactor in the back of the truck where we see Splinter's helmet crushed. Casey Jones tried to murder this man. (laughs) I mean, I thought he was
1: successful. Nah, he's back in the sequel. I learned that afterwards. Also, Peach, let me tell you what happens in the sequel. I remember. Hold on. That was
3: one, that was one, the one moment (laughs) in this movie where instead of covering my eyes, I had a full, like, what the fuck
1: face. (laughs) Because I was like, they did not just murder him with a garbage truck. And that's what happens in the comic. In the comic, they do just murder him with a garbage truck. Um, Well, now I know that. The sequel is garbage. I don't remember very little of it, but the end, he becomes Super Shredder because he gets mutagen on him and he becomes big and huge and he's Super Shredder. But all they do is they just show him in the distance in the darkness. So you don't get the payoff of Super Shredder. You just see him in the darkness and then he punches some beams in a pier. He's underneath a pier and the pier collapses on him and kills him. It's just, he's on screen for (laughs) seconds and then kills himself. It's... (laughs) It's really bad.
3: Yeah, roommate wanted me to watch it. I will not do it. Eduardo, get us
1: to the end of this.
0: No, you see him. I'm looking at it right I'm looking at a screenshot right now. You do get to see it.
1: Okay, hold on. Maybe I was just blind when I was a child.
0: It looks pretty well Super. lit here and you do get to I mean it looks stupid, but you do get to see it. <laughs> I liked how they were talking about how he looked like a can opener and how he probably spent his time making coleslaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wait. That's a normal thing. When he got mutagen, why did the spikes grow? Ah, Eduardo, get us out of here. (laughs) Because
3: in the garbage truck, the spikes got pressed up against the... Pressing mechanism of the truck, and they elongated all individually.
1: Well, no, 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 no. He spends the rest of the second movie in his normal suit, and then he gets mutagen, and the spikes grow. Oh,
3: my bad answer. Yeah, wow. see,
1: I made it worse because it is worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> April covers the story of the reveal of the Foot Clan and kisses Casey Jones, who has been an asshole to her the entire movie. Uh, yeah, I
2: don't, yeah, that was.
0: And then they fucking woo him on. Yeah, they woo them Mm -hmm. on in like a really... I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, Justin Hammer and the recruits of the foot who would would talk to Splinter and Casey Jones tell the police where they can find the foot hideout. The turtles try to come up with a good celebratory word and Splinter suggests cowabunga. And that's where he's like, I made a funny.
2: That was quite the ending. I have always liked cowabunga.
0: (laughs) Man. What a movie! Uh... <laughs> How does this relate to the MCU? Where does it fit in the MCU? <laughs> Hopefully, far, far away. Uh, would you rather watch this <laughs> or the Incredible Hulk?
1: Incredible Hulk. <sighs> yeah, I think Hulk is a better movie. Three times th- in one. Section. I think I have more of a soft spot for the turtles, but yeah, I think I'd rather watch Hulk.
0: Take that, Hulk. Haters. But I'll just watch neither. We'd rather watch it than this movie we we're going to sure rate the cool. lowest movie Wait.
2: we've ever rated ever.
3: Didn't, didn't Angela rate Hulk a
2: 2? I wonder how she feels. <laughs> I just turn this on she goes, yeah, I'm not interested. And she left the room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good for her. I'm proud of her. Yeah, Eduardo, I'm curious because I know Bailey said she's watched this movie a lot. Did she... Like has she watched it a lot and still likes it, or is she with? She us? has
0: a lot of nostalgia for the movie, and she I think she specifically has nostalgia for the second one because she kept bringing up the Vanilla Ice rap. So how <laughs> did so, the
3: you go not ninja like go ninja yeah. go? Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: uh, classic. So I think she just has like like jingle all the way is not a good movie. But I have lots of nostalgia for that movie, and I think it's fantastic. It's way better than this. But I wouldn't call it a good movie. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's probably I where I said. I'll
3: said get. The
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad one with the yes. toy.
3: Yes, Dash the of Dinosaur, of okay. Comic Cupid, Donna Blitzen. <laughs> he turns into Turbo Man. You really? Come on, that's a Christmas classic.
0: Uh, Bailey says that her family used to watch it a lot because it was her brother's favorite movie for a while and there were four of her, them, her and her siblings and there were four Ninja Turtles. So mm. which Ninja Turtle were you?
3: Okay. The Connection of Quantity.
0: I'm not going to guess. You're not even on... <laughs> you're not here. I'm not going to yell guess to you while I'm recording. She was Ramona she was, she she was
3: was Valisa. <laughs> she was Raphael.
0: Yeah, she was Raphael. She, she was Ramona uh, yeah. Valisa. All right, MVPs. Mine's either Michelangelo or Donatello because they're being stupid the whole movie, and that's all all I really. Uh, (laughs) Peach, what about you?
3: My MVP are the credits because thank God they showed up. Um, Specifically, the rap in the credits. And if I have to choose an actual human, I would pick uh, young Justin Hammer because that's how this movie fits into the MCU. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I definitely thought my MVP was going to be Casey Jones going in um, because he's a fun character. I think the hockey mask and the the bag of athletic stuff was is fun, and that's all I remembered. Um, he is fun when he's fighting. The part where he finds a golf club, and it's like when Link finds the Master Sword, that was <laughs> kind of fun. Um, but then sometimes he wasn't wearing a mask, and he opened his mouth, and... <laughs> I forgot all those scenes. Yeah, he kind of (laughs) sucked. And and so Casey Jones is very much like, really more like the worst part of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's claustrophobic. Be careful. (laughs) So so that changed. Um, So I guess it's Splinter because he's, uh, you know, basically a giant Rizzo the rat with a modicum of wisdom. So yeah,
0: Splinter. Or maybe Justin Hammer. (laughs) There was a scene, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but where it like is a close up on Splinter's face. Like the camera is like right here to his face. And it just reminded me of me waking up and my dog being right in my face.
2: Splinter kind of looks like my brother's dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, who's your MVP?
2: Uh, I, I also picked Master Splinter because uh, I'm just always a sucker for the old mentor character. All right, well, He's like a fuzzy human. Well, Chris, we'll
0: stick with you. What are you going to rate the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990?
2: Yeah, it wasn't good, but it was fun enough, so I gave it four and a half Force Ghost Rats out of ten. I, um... Honestly, as
1: weird as it sounds with what we said, I like this movie more than I thought I would. I thought this was going to be like a two, and I was braced to come into this episode and have to defend myself against well, at least at least Eduardo and Chris of saying, "No, this movie, this movie is not good, guys. You need to you need to slow down. This movie's not good." So I am very happy that I'm not alone. Um, that said, I found myself enjoying it a little bit more than I thought, so I'm going all the way up to a four. Uh, four completely vestigial deadly weapons out of ten.
3: I am not going to sugarcoat it. This movie is not good. <laughs> I don't care how nostalgic it might be for people. I gave it two and a half Chevy Novas out of ten.
0: <laughs> yeah, the more we talked about it, the more I didn't like it, and I'm bringing my score down even more. I'm giving (laughs) you... Yeah, I might do that,
1: too. You know what? I'm giving you three Casey Jones
0: attempted murders out of ten. I had to... The more we've talked about this movie... Same, I'm down to a three. You're right, Eduardo. You convinced me. The more we've talked about this movie, the more I realize I kind of hated this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted it to be over so I could finish the notes. (laughs) Like, I feel bad because like, I know there's a lot of people who really love this movie, and I felt like i I, like i thought that i had a lot of nostalgia for the movie and then as watching it i was like no nope no nostalgia here just lots of regret
3: you know what i will say the the like the um bittersweet part about it is like yeah we found this movie not super enjoyable but it was not enjoyable in a funny way, which led to what I thought was a pretty good podcast. Yeah. Not gonna toot yeah. my own horn, but sure. like when we talked about Dark World, we all didn't really like it, and we were like morose <laughs> about it. <laughs> so, I, you know, at least it gave us some quality laughs here.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe the real movie were the laughs we made along the way,
3: and we could do a Power Rangers episode now let's kick show let me tell
0: you something i don't know when we are going to have time to do a power rangers episode because starting next week folks that's right we are going to be doing wandavision and we're going to be trying to put these wandavision episodes out as soon as we can we're going to try to do it at least within that same week, if not within a few days of the episode coming out. We're going to be recording probably the day or two days afterwards, and then we're going to try to have the recording early in the next week. Um, so you guys will be able to hear it every single week. We're going to be back. I'm going to assume because of the episode structure that our episodes are going to end up being a little shorter than they usually are, like today's two-and-a-half-hour episode on nothing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> The Power Rangers, man. Uh, Yeah, our Power Rangers Goosebumps podcast is going to do, we're (laughs) going to take a weird detour and talk about some Marvel stuff. Uh, And then as soon as WandaVision ends, basically, it pops up that we're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, like literally the next week, I think, is when Falcon and the Winter Soldier premieres. Right after WandaVision ends, the next week. To right up. Disney Plus is like, all right, you're not canceling now that Mandalorian's over. We're just going to keep throwing shows at And
0: in I guarantee you after that show, there will be another show right after it. Like, I don't think we're getting a break this year because there are too many mm-hmm. shows.
2: Yeah, because they haven't announced when Bad Batch is coming out yet. I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out when uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is yep. done.
0: So there's going to be lots to talk about for a long time. So don't worry. There's going to be plenty, plenty, plenty of content. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required. Uh, If you want to send us an email, you can always email the show assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at AssemblyCast. You can follow us all individually. Uh, we got D underscore Peaches, gator sacks 2010 PhilKid3, and ABCD Eduardo1. Um, I also want to take a quick moment to talk about uh, a friend of ours. Um, So there is a friend of ours who uh, was just added to the donor list for a new kidney. Um, and he wants to reach out to see if anybody I- is able to help him. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the GoFundMe information right now, and then Chris, uh, I'm going to task you of putting that information into the show notes when it's time to, when it's time to post them. Um, but his name is Trevor, and we have all been friends with him for uh, quite some time, and he's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person, and... Anything anybody can do to help this man get this new kidney, uh, we'd be very, very, very appreciative. We don't ask, we don't have a Patreon on this show, we don't have any sponsors, but if we've ever asked you to do anything, it'd be to help our, our pal Trevor and go check out this GoFundMe. So uh, in the show notes, you're uh, not in the show notes, excuse me, in the description, you'll be able to see the link there and contribute anything you can if you're able to. So we greatly appreciate that. Um, but once again, yeah, that's going to do it for all of us here, for myself, for Chris for peaches for robbie we love you 3000 Calabunga dudes bye everybody
4: radical radical radical
0: radical oh my toe my toe <laughs> boston nova
4: they're the coolest podcast guys around
0: eduardo
4: and and leads and chris does all, all the, the sound, sound. Peaches, chris, and robbie writes the notes we use and peaches is named after, after a fruit Robbie peaches, Chris water. peaches, Chris water. Robbie peaches, Chris Turtle
3: You want rangers? You gotta go through turtles! Mutants!
1: Well, at least you got that right! It's time for some shell shock! What are those things? I can't believe it, but I think they're...
0: It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! So the
3: Mutant Ninja Turtles are for real!
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we couldn't believe they were really Power Rangers either. Pretty trippy. As for me, muah, I never doubted your existence for a minute, Miss Yellow Ranger.